what makes me angry about this movie in particular compared to like I've been watching so many dumb movies recently yeah is that if you don't want layers don't put in layers don't have layers yeah but don't like introduce layers don't tease layers yeah don't have the characters talk about layers if you're not going to follow through on the layers yeah exactly right either have them or don't right have them or don't don't open the door unless you're going to walk through the door yeah right And we are live with another episode of The Keeg Talks. This time, The Keeg's talking Black Adam, the new DC movie that just came out. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. And uh, this is the show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about a different uh, geek topic every other geek week. In 2023, will it be every geek week? Who knows? We'll see. I don't know what the next year holds, but it's going to be equal or more of The Keeg. Uh, yeah, I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. And we're talking Black Adam, the new rock vehicle that's taken 15 years to uh start back up again uh i can't talk about this alone even though i do have thoughts but i have brought two awesome people here on the show uh for us today we got drew maxi aka drew x deficit drew how's hey, it going the x man? is silent we talked about this that's last right time. it's drew deficit but x yeah. deficit x deficit drew deficit yeah we talked about it last time oh yeah that i will x is silent. respect it I will respect it. But it is silent. Okay. The uh just like the H in my name, it's silent. Dimitri with an H. So Hmm. Drew deficit with an X. Drew, how are you doing today, man? Uh I am well. Um, for the most part. I think I'm all right. I did uh, you know, I had to watch Black Adam. Uh I saw your your TikTok (laughs) and I'm like, okay. Let's uh let's get this energy. Let's uh, you know, let's see what this energy is all about. Um we're all on TikTok. I don't know, uh, Akil, if you had uh, posted anything about Black Adam. We got Akil Danani nope. here, a.k.a. Akil Danani. Sup? Go by my name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, did you yeah. do a TikTok on Black Adam? I know movie uh, reviews aren't normally your thing, right? No, they're not. But I, I wanted to save all of my opinions for this show first. Yeah. You guys get the exclusive. And then... Yes. Uh, if I have a, a video to make later, I'll I'll post it on TikTok. Okay. Bum, bum, yeah. bum, bum, Keeg exclusive. It's <laughs> <laughs> just two hours of us like practicing <laughs> our <laughs> air horn sounds. Yeah. Um, I I, I want to know uh, a kill for you specifically because mm-hmm. uh, comic content like you do a lot of different type of content, but like comic yeah. content isn't your like forte, right? It's not your go to. No. It's not my go-to at all. What's your experience with Black Adam as a character before this point? Uh, before this point, I looked up the DC wiki yeah. just to figure out where this guy fits in. Yeah. And and realized that his first appearance was in Captain Marvel. So I threw on my Miss my mm-hmm. Marvel sweater. Totally appropriate. Diff- you know it's different, <laughs> different Marvel, right? Yes, I know it's a different Marvel. <laughs> I know about the lawsuit and everything. Um, Did you go down a wiki deep dive? I didn't. I, I looked at the first paragraph and I'm like, oh, I should probably watch Shazam. Yeah. So I watched Shazam uh, on Wednesday, Black Adam on Thursday. So I'm like, I'm fresh into it. Those are two different energies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two completely different energies. But I, I'm still a little bit confused on how they connect together in the movie universe. I'm sure it's explained in the comics, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shazam's one of my favorite DC movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it captures something that the other DC movies don't. 
especially this movie does not. But really, the the link is, I think in Shazam, they mentioned that they gave the power of Shazam to somebody else before, even in the movie, like they, they just mentioned that it was a bad decision. So I think okay. that I think that's all the movie mentions. And so, so really, it's just the wizard Shazam gave the power to Black Adam and gave the power to Billy Batson later. Okay, so this is this is before Shazam then? They don't have the powers at the same time? I mean, we don't know. Like the past okay. of, in, the, in the, the flashbacks in this movie take place before the, the events of Shazam, obviously. Yeah. But the present of Black Adam, I'm assuming takes, ap- takes place after Shazam. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Drew. we got two Shazams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but technically there's like six because there's the oh, whole yeah. Shazam family. Right, the, the whole family, yeah. Yeah, and like, Drew, do you know, it's canon, right, that like the more Shazams there are, the less power each of them get. It's like split, the power's split among them. I think that's how it works. I mean, that I, I don't know that for sure, actually, uh, but that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That's like, how it's, it's been like, in the comics, but I don't know if it happens like that in the movies. I, yeah, I don't think they've established that at all. Maybe maybe that'll be a big... Because, like, the Shazam family is going to be a part of uh, Fury of the Gods. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's going to be kind of established there. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to Fury of the Gods. That That's the Shazam movie I'm look, I was looking forward to. Um, I like Black Adam as a character. I like his comics. I like his cartoon appearances. And this movie... It's taken 15 years, I think, since The Rock mentioned that he wants to do it. It's taken yeah. 15 years. So much so that The Rock had hair when he first started <laughs> talking about playing Black Adam in the movie, uh, in a DC movie. This is before, I mean, this is before all the stuff, like before Man of Steel, before all that, right? It was Dark Knight time where he's like, he wants to play Black Adam. Yeah. I don't even know when he started talking about it. It was 15 I mean, I, years. Yeah, I really wasn't paying attention to him or, um, you know, any any comic book movie stuff around that time. So, yeah. How long ago was Dark Knight? Dark Knight was 2008. So about 14 years. Oh, damn. How crazy is it that it was that long ago? Yeah. Oh, man. Old. <laughs> yeah, this was the... Uh, this year was the 10th anniversary. The, last July was the 10th anniversary of Dark Knight Rises. Uh, okay. So, that, mm. yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, with, yeah, the Rockhead hair when he started out. But, like, I think he just wanted a vehicle. And this was, like, Rock. I got the thought. I got thoughts on the Rock. Um, but, Akil, did you like Shazam? I did like Shazam. Okay. I like Shazam a lot. It, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a DC movie based mm-hmm. on the other DC movies that I've watched. It was yeah. completely different tone, completely different story. Um, this, this one felt like it was continuing Shazam. Mm-hmm. Like it had some of the same tonal elements. It had like uh, the comparison between Freddie and Amon, like yeah. pretty much the same character helping the superhero. out. So I'm like, okay, this is a Shazam movie. But the tone was just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what's your experience with Black Adam before this point? Um, I mean, he's definitely a character I've read, but he's always kind of like been the 
you know, he was off to us to the side. I know that he was big in uh, Jeff Johns's uh, JSA series. Yeah. Uh, which, which I did not read. Um, and I've heard good things, so I would like to read it at some point. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, he's always just kind of been like a peripheral character. He was recently um, made like a main character of the justice league. Uh, and, and, mm. you know, I've, I've, I've read him there. Um, I'm also reading uh, the current 12 issue series that Christopher Priest is doing. Oh, uh, yes, yes. That I think is really good. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it has a lot in, like, structurally, it's a lot like his Deathstroke series. Okay. I heard um, people that, didn't like his Deathstroke series. I, I liked it. Okay. I thought it was cool. I like his, I like his Black, uh, Black Panther. I've heard that. I've never read it. Yeah. Um, the only Black Panther stuff I've read is the Ta-Nehisi Coates stuff. Oh, you and should then, read the Reggie Hudlin stuff. That's what I've been told. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, mi- minimal experience. But still more than, I mean, I would say like more than even mainstream audiences, right? Probably. Yeah. Because mainstream audiences don't read comics, essentially, right? Yeah. There's mainstream audiences that don't read comics. Then there's mainstream comic audience that may or may not read Black Adam. Most likely not. Like he's right. not a he's not a Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider Man, X Men like type character. He's not at that level of uh, notoriety, right? No, not at all. I mean, it's, if if anything, he's probably closer to where Iron Man was before the Iron Man movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. DC and Marvel treat their, their characters a little differently. And as we all know, like DC and Marvel treat their movies differently. Yeah. Um, what was the draw for anyone here to see Black Adam, the movie? I mean, for me, it was, it was a little bit of curiosity. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to know if they were going to commit to him being like a dictator because that's really what he is. He's he's a dictator who thinks that what he's doing is protecting his country. Right. Um, And he happens to also have like powers of magic on his side. And, you know, uh, I wanted to see if they were going to commit to that. Um, I don't think that they did right um this is also an origin movie right yeah so the question is do where where does this get i mean we will we'll cover this whole thing from start to finish um (laughs) but uh akil did you have did you have something to say well i was just gonna say on that they they kind of they kind of destroyed the throne so i don't know how he's gonna be a dictator spoilers for the movie yeah um they i i think they're gonna go in a different direction with with that particular plot line yeah uh um oh we're sorry did i yeah yeah but no no no. i just i I was gonna see the movie just because the reviews were terrible when it came out like everyone thought that this was a terrible movie Mm. and i love watching terrible movies i watched cats twice yeah so i'm like all right i'm gonna go see it and and I I had a good time. I thought it was I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I yeah. there's a couple of topics that I really want to hit in this podcast episode. Um yeah. I want to talk about The Rock as a brand. I want to talk about uh uh 
you know, maybe maybe touch on, you know, the future of the DC uh, EU. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the cameo that happened at the end. Uh, I also want to uh, talk about, I forget what else, but um, <laughs> before we get to like all that, right? Uh, I want to talk about uh, out of a 10, how would you guys rate this movie with minimal explanation? You can explain if you want, but we'll get into it. Uh, Drew, do you want to go first? Uh, okay. Um, I would give this like a three at most. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I, I, there are movies that it, especially like DC movies that I dislike more than this. Yeah. But I, I still, I don't know if I'd go so far as to be like, I hated this movie, but I strongly disliked it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to talk about just the general comic book movie landscape uh, mm-hmm. with this because I, I got thoughts. But uh, Akil, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, I think... As far as like knowing nothing about it, going and sitting in a theater, having a good time, I think it's like a six or a seven. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie, confusing at points. But if you're trying to like see something new, trying to like see if if Black Adam is your favorite comic book character, if you're like trying to get excited about a movie, then same with Drew, like a three or a four. It's not, I don't think there's anything new or exciting about it. It's just a fun turn off your brain movie. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm going to say it's a five. Um, And am I coming into it as a DC fan and a fan of the Justice Society? Yes. Do I, am I wearing a Black Adam shirt? Yes. But it's one of those things like I stand for the character and I believe in the character. Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of experience with Black Adam, right? Um, But then again, Black Adam doesn't get much airplay in the comics other than, yeah, the Justice Society run amazing um in the comics he was one of the main characters in 52 one of my favorite 52 issue comic series of all time um it's amazing uh and then he is a current member of the justice league right now and there's that solo series right now so like i like the character a lot and but i went into this being like i know we're not going to get the nuance that we want acting wise from the rock um I, I also, I mean, The Rock's brand and The Rock's contract, uh, we'll go over that. But basically, <laughs> I just wanted Justice Society stuff. Like, I wanted a, a, a proper kind of introduction to the Justice Society that we may or may not have gotten. I don't know. Um, but yes, I would say five out, of, five out of ten. I don't want to say it's utter crap. I don't want to say that. I think that there were some enjoyable moments, but there is a lot of flaws, a lot. And that's just my opinion. Um, That's me not going into depth about anything. Um, (laughs) We'll talk about what all those flaws are in detail. We've got a few hours. Yeah. Um, We have a, we have a wide variety of characters, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, let's tackle the rock. I mean, it's his movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. how did we feel about the rock playing black Adam? How do we feel about the character? I don't, I don't, I feel like the rock did the least amount of work to make the character work. 
like the backstory, the flashbacks, the other people that are talking about him. Mm -hmm. That's what really built up Black Adam as a character. And then The Rock just kind of was in a suit and looked angry. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He did something that, like, when I saw Bullet Train, I don't know if you guys saw Bullet Train. I didn't. No, uh, I was I was going to, and then it didn't get high, like didn't get very good reviews. So yeah. I just kind of like, which has been the case of like almost every movie that I've wanted to see since the summer. I like I liked Bullet Train. I did. Um, but Bad Bunny in it, like he had about ten minutes of screen time, if that. And people are big Bad Bunny fans, and and it's cool. Like his music, fine, great, but his acting. He was always like Bad Bunny throughout the whole movie, even on his character's wedding day. Was this? <laughs> this was anyone watching the live stream on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show? They can see me. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get podcasts from, you can't, but I'm just doing I'm it's just this one raised eyebrow face. And it's it's meant to be like kind of cool. It's not rocks people eyebrow, it's both sides, but it's just like, and it's just him being wow. like, I'm gonna kill someone. And then, like, it's just that. <laughs> Even on his wedding day, he doesn't show any emotion other than being a badass. But being mm-hmm. a badass is not an emotion. It's not a personality trait. It shouldn't be. Oh. But The Rock makes it that. Stoic, yeah. bad. Like, the and goal, if the goal is to be a badass as opposed to be the character and what the character calls for, mm-hmm. it's leaving leaving a lot at the door, right? Uh, yeah, and... and t- t- to be honest, I don't even think that he did that well. Being a badass? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen him in movies before. Yeah. I know that he can do that character, but I don't know. Like, I think that he probably should have done something closer to his WWE character. If he wanted to do like that, you know, if he wanted to do that, but they throw in their like attempt at humor, which is basically just like a low rent Terminator two, where like the kids teaching him how to say uh, uh, catchphrases and stuff like that's like the one joke throughout the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, it just, it comes off so bland and like also out of place. The man because in blacks tell when you get to when you get there tell man in, tell them tell them the man in black sent you. Somebody described this movie. It may have been you, Drew. Maybe it was you. This movie just filmed off the first draft. Yeah, that's the whole <laughs> the whole movie feels like it was just written in one draft. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. they were like, you know what? That's good enough. Yeah, like. Which is again crazy because apparently it took 15 years to get off the like like they did everything except write it in those 15 years. And yeah. so they just scrambled out of nowhere to be like, ah, we gotta get something. And then yeah, that's, this is what came out of that. This this is what it's like when you when you're cooking something and you don't stir the pot. Yeah. Right like not stir the pot in the idiom sense but like stir the pot like you gotta cook everything right Mm -hmm, and there are certain parts of this process that don't get cooked that you have to stir it so you can kind of get around by the way shout out to derpy gaming out there shout out to super chunks uh 
Derpy Gaming, oh, hey, Derpy Gaming on YouTube, Super Chunks on uh, Twitch, and that one wizard kid on Twitch who found DC emojis, which are really cool. cool. Um, uh, we're on twitch.tv slash the show, youtube.com slash the show. Our chat on screen is drawn from Twitch. Um, uh, yeah, it was kind of first draft. Like, I want to know, does anyone, can anyone come up with a better catchphrase? Because I can right off the top of my head, if it was fade to black, boom, like much better than tell the man in black sent you. I don't know. Or maybe that's my, yeah. like, I'm just coming up with better catchphrases right now. <laughs> I just think I, that they shouldn't have had catchphrases. I mean, I, I, I like the I like the joke, right? The joke <laughs> is like, hey, yeah, 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 superheroes have catchphrases. Like, you got to have one, man. Yeah. But also the kid wasn't a good enough actor. The kid but was it, not a good actor. Oh, he no, he was terrible. Actor. But uh, also that's a carry on joke from from Shazam as well. Which one? The you need to have a catchphrase. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I forgot so I that. Think, I think they just copy pasted that from Shazam. And then just made it worse. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did. And oh man, uh, it's uh, it was first draft. Like it all was of first us. draft. But now that you say that, you said that the Rock's been talking about this for fifteen years. Yeah. Was his plan to just stand there and do nothing? That's in what the I was, entire movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, so I mean, the Rock fifteen years ago is different than the Rock now, right? Yeah. Uh, and I want to. I talk about this a lot, especially because we did a Jungle Cruise podcast episode um, a couple months back in December, right? And uh, a couple months, almost a year back. Um, uh, by the way, we got a uh, we got eleven people watching us on uh, on Twitch. Shout out to those people. Um, let us know you're out there. We want to know what you guys are thinking. Um, there's doc- a there's a there's a question on there the question. Uh, on there, and I'm I'm. Oh. We will answer that question. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. yeah, my question was how bad of a stinker was it? I don't plan on seeing it as, as a DC fan. Was it Batman and Robin level? Um, hey, if you man, weren't here Batman earlier, Drew gave it, what, a three? I gave it a five. Akil gave it a seven or eight? Uh, six or seven six if or you turn seven. off your brain. If you're not a DC fan, six or seven. If you are, you might want five, more, right? Three or four. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, I think getting into the conversation of is it as bad as Batman and Robin, you do have to remember that Batman and Robin came out at a different time Yeah. than this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think if you were just to look at it one-to-one, Batman and Robin is worse. But yes, there is no excuse to have a movie like this in a post-Dark Knight, post-MCU world. Exactly. So in my opinion, it is worse, even though I think Batman and Robin is a worse movie. This is a worse right, offender. Yeah. Right. At least Batman and Robin knows what it is. Yeah. It knows it's campy. It knows it's like... And it dark. was to sell toys. I, I don't know if that one was a Tim Burton joint. No, it's Joel Schumacher. No. Okay. Yeah, but like, they knew what they were doing. They went in dark and goofy. This video... Uh, sorry, this movie just... They couldn't keep their storyline straight. Like, are we telling jokes? Are we doing justice society? Are we doing a mythology There's, history thing? Like, what are we? What are we doing? Yeah, there is a there is a scene in this movie. I mean, I, I'm assuming spoilers are on the table because we've already thrown a couple out there. Um, <laughs> sorry, I would, I would say I would say give it give it thirty seconds. We're gonna we're gonna talk spoilers in this. So I know Derpy Gaming said he may like he probably won't see it. So maybe Derpy Gaming might wanna uh, hang around anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about spoilers. Yeah. Uh, All right. From this point on, there are spoilers. 
I, uh, yeah. I just want to say, I just want to say, I feel like if you know the spoilers for the movie, it will not change your experience no. of the movie. No. And Once you know the spoilers, go watch it anyway. Here's, uh, I, I have a whole <laughs> other thing I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so there's a part in this movie when um, Black Adam is like incapacitated. He's, he's you know, he's not part of the, the story for that point. Uh-huh. And it's all Justice Society. Oh, is it TikTok now time? It's TikTok now time. <laughs> oh, it no. is for it is for you. It's it's not for me. Oh, I okay. just got mine too. <laughs> um, but so there's a part in it when Black Adam is kind of out of the picture, mm-hmm. and um, the Justice Society is like carrying everything. They're doing the fight, and I remember in in the theater thinking to myself, "Ah, oh, man, how are they gonna how?" what are they going to do to get the justice society out of this situation? And then I was like, Oh wait, this is a black Adam movie. (laughs) I just forgot. I forgot what movie I was watching because removing him from the equation did not change how I felt about it at all. Yeah. You know, like I should have been, I should have been like, Oh man, when did they bring in the star of this movie back? (laughs) You know? And I just forgot that he was there. So I I had the exact opposite reaction because I I didn't know about the Justice Society before seeing this movie. I haven't read any Justice Society stuff. Mm-hmm. I bet now that you still don't know anything about them. I don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know who they are. I don't care about them. They, okay. They do not. They just tell you stuff. They don't yeah. show you anything. There was anything. so much exposition in this movie. Yeah. So, I made, so much. I made, I made the joke. Other. I made the joke on TikTok that once they gave that kid uh, his cape, he successfully transformed into Captain Exposition because that's all his job was. His job was just to tell us what just happened or what is about to happen and also ride skateboards for a couple seconds at a time. Oh, no. Like a split second? His skateboards made no sense in this movie. The skateboard thing felt like it was just some corporate suit somewhere was just like, you know what the kids like skateboards. And then nobody thought to say, Hey, we're filming this in a place with a lot of stairs, which is antithetical to the concept of the skateboard. But he would skate for a split second, then pick it up and go down the stairs, go down the stairs. Yeah. Just grind down the railing. Also that explains why they built a, or they had a converse store inside this, this third world country. What? Yeah, I didn't, in one of the scenes, I didn't see they, that at all. They, they run by a KFC and they run by a Converse store. And I'm like, there's no reason for a Converse store to be well, here, but hey, it's to get the skaters. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Intergang just wants to look good and have access to, uh, uh, you know, one of the most beloved fast food restaurants in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I, right. Also, Intergang was in this movie. And I forgot about that until right now. And okay, inter- who's Intergang? So Intergang in name only, because they're not like that. So basically, for anyone out there who wants to know, uh, including Akil, Intergang is a Superman-related gang. Okay. But they're a gang of high-technology people in Metropolis. So they'll rob a, uh, they'll, like, rob a, a, a bank truck with a laser gun. And they get, in most iterations, they get some of their technology from Apocalypse, from the fourth world kind of uh, dark side kind of characters. Um, They're kind of like dark side's hand on earth, but like in petty crime for the most part. 
Uh, sure. I don't know, Drew. Do you have a do you have a better summation of inner gang? That's uh, sure that works. Yeah, like they're normally run by like Bruno Mannheim. They kind of work with Lex Luthor, kind of don't, but they're not run by Lex Luthor. They got their own thing going. Yeah, I mean, to me, inter gang, like to me, it's just a gang, but everybody is like rich and corporate. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, they got hover like hovercrafts and jetpacks sometimes because it's Metropolis, right? They got to be able to like get away from Superman or be a you know problem. And I don't mind you know, like making inner gang a worldwide thing. Like that's whatever. That's cool. That's cool. International but, gang. Yeah. Right. But, but like the problem that I have with them being in this movie is that they didn't, they didn't do anything. It sets it up. Like inner gang is going like at the beginning of the movie, it sets it up. Like inner gang is going to be the villain of the movie, right. the conflict. Yeah. And they're not, they're just there. They were there for 27 years. They're occupational force, which is weird. Yeah. Because instead of being an international gang, they're, I guess, a UN UN sanctioned occupational force that just they're like Blackwater. Like sure. they're like a, a contracted military force that's also a corporation that just takes the resources, which I, there are analogs in real life, but it's not yeah. like that. And and that's the part that really, if I had to say one thing that genuinely, like, really upset me about yeah. this movie is that you can tell that if they had made a second draft of this, yeah, uh, somebody probably would have said, oh, there's this whole thing about, like, analogs to imperialism mm-hmm. and uh you know like like military backed coups and you know things like that using the justice society as like the vehicle for discussing that Uh and they they bring it up in the movie but it's just kind of like hey uh this is this is bad let's go fight the devil you know like yeah that's where that's where i thought they were going it's like okay anti-imperialist great anti-neoliberalist great anti-corporatism fantastic and then they just drop it they just drop yeah. everything i had a i had a writing teacher in college who would always describe this as like every idea is a door and what you want to do is open the door and eventually walk into it and see what it's about right and in this they just kind of like opened the door peeked in and went all right and then left mm-hmm. like right. without without exploring any of these ideas and and so now the movie the movie doesn't develop its characters very well. Um, it has a very cookie cutter plot with like yeah sprinklings of trying to say something and a laser up into the sky. Classic superhero third act laser up into the sky. That's when you know a superhero movie is being um, being uh, lazy. It's just a laser up into the sky. Yeah. Now there's a big bad. Let's defeat them. Both it, Marvel it, and DC there was do. a laser in the sky. It, Both Marvel and DC forgot. It felt like it was written by an AI that just watched a bunch of other superhero movies and then started throwing things in there and just said, "That's the script." Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was it was a copy paste of every other super movie we've seen in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, and then and then of course. 
I saw uh, there's there's the credit the the post credit sequence which mm-hmm. we, I know I know we'll talk about eventually so I'll just touch on it now but yeah. like I saw a TikTok today that was just like hey man uh, all of these after credit sequences are just they just boil down to one character saying to another character we got to talk about something that's all it was uh, yeah Marvel that's does it DC does it right <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh okay so like something i want to touch on is something that dr derpy is saying and you know everybody's allowed their opinions and like dr derpy's not doing anything wrong or anything well what i there's different thoughts right like i like dc comics and marvel comics and i want both studios to do great and i want them both to explore new concepts and not get stale right mm-hmm. and i think personally that marvel is experimenting now sometimes the problem with experimentation they don't always work and they're not always for everybody. So what works for one person might not work for another. And then there's some that just fall flat and you're like, well, maybe we won't do the Inhumans anymore, right? Like that's how it works. Dr. Derpy is saying, um, uh, oh, Dr. Derpy already saw the credits. Um, I saw the credit already, only reason it was made. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Derpy says, honestly, as a DC fan, they need to stop making DCEU films and focus on separate realistic trilogy films like Joker and the Batman, but I guess that's just me. Um, so that's one thought. Then there's also, I'm tired of WB not caring about the characters and trying to be like Marvel. Um, there's a couple of things to, to hit with this, but I think that like both sides can learn from each other. Yeah. Problem is DC is little fish. Like Marvel is big shark. You know, yeah, and the fish has to kind of slowly but surely eat more and become bigger, right? And like just make better choices. But I'm fine if DC learns something from Marvel. They don't have yeah, to copy I'm, it, but I'm fine with it. Okay, I'm, yeah, I, I'm good with that too. But I feel like they're not they're not learning; they're copying. Uh, like looking mm-hmm. at the the DC movies and the Marvel movies, what is that? That's a huge water bottle. <laughs> Thanks for drawing Looking, attention to it. But yes, no it's, a gal- it's a gallon jug. It caught me off guard. Uh, so the, the Marvel and DC movies that I've seen, the ones that are really, really good uh-huh. are the ones that focus on the characters. Yeah. Right. And develop the characters. That's why the Avengers work is because they took the time to figure out the characters. Mm. Right. But when we look at the original Suicide Squad, when we look at this, they're not focusing on the characters and they just kind of, they don't mean anything. They don't do anything. Yeah, it's just how do we get to the next big action set piece? Yeah. And then the uh, another problem with that is that like, you know, we live in like the CGI age now. And yeah. so like the action sequences in a movie like Dark Knight are cool because they did them in camera. Yes. If everything is just CGI, it's not as fun to watch. I mean, that's that's yeah. just my opinion. And it becomes very right. forgettable. And I, I don't, you know, if you want to make an animated movie, make an animated movie. Animation is is a fine medium. Uh, go make an animated movie. No, but, I want to make an animated movie with Pierce Brosnan's head poorly photoshopped onto a very shiny costume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, as for the, the idea, you know, like, dc learning from marvel mm-hmm. i mean that's the way that's the way the comics have been done yeah. for years yeah you know they 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 learn from each other 
they see what works one place and then expand upon it mm-hmm. or they think they they create things that are responses to other to to you know stories and characters at the other company um and i think that's a great way to kind of conduct you know it it it, it creates the creative competition right right but we're <laughs> just <sigh. laughs> we're just not seeing oh, yeah. that in these in movies like this yeah i mean a movie like the batman is nothing like one of the marvel movies mm-hmm. it has it's closer to daredevil than it is any of like the 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 tentpole avengers movies right oh yeah the batman um, yeah yeah um it it doesn't help that dc changes visions and goals and presidents and owners not well, DC specifically, but DC is tied, anchored to Warner Brothers, and and that's I think where the problem comes in. Just you know, I I listen. I don't know nothing about nothing when it comes to the movie business, mm-hmm. but I do know that Marvel has its own studio, yeah, that is owned by Disney, but they're basically kind of doing everything in house, right? Um, whereas DC is owned by Marvel mm. or uh, is owned Warner by Brothers. WB uh and it seems like wb is calling the shots it's always been yeah yeah and and so you know you have people who are not connected to the movie or the the comics not connected to the characters and i don't even i don't think that you have to have like i don't think that you have to have uh you know a creative team who is Mm. like yeah, I know these characters like the back of my hand, you right. know, or or like even really know the comics at all. Right. But I think you do have to have somebody there who understands what makes those characters important and mm-hmm. cool. And most importantly, what you can do with them. Right. And that's the problem. I think that somebody like Matt Reeves knows what you can do with Batman, Commissioner Gordon, Alfred, and the Penguin and Catwoman. Mm. James like, Gunn on The Suicide James, Squad. James Gunn knew what to do with The Suicide Squad and especially with Peacemaker. Yeah. And, you know, Peacemaker is, if nothing else, Peacemaker seems to be both homage, parody, simultaneously homage, parody, and critique of 1980s macho action movies. Right. Rolled up as a superhero story. Right. It's uh, a very clear, very clear vision. This movie does not have a clear vision of what it wants to do with anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to talk about directors uh, before we move on to aspects we did like. Um, the you, you mentioned that Matt Reeves did The Batman. Matt Meet Reeves is a tried and true director, which doesn't always mean everything because there are great directors that come out of nowhere, like... like uh, Ryan Coogler, for instance, he didn't come out of nowhere, nowhere. But if you look at his credits before Black Panther, there were a couple really good hits. And he oh, pre- yeah, like he's a whole different conversation. I can go into that. But uh, Matt I'll Reeves, tell you what. Yeah, I I was mostly excited about Black Panther because of Ryan Coogler. Because yeah. I saw I saw Creed. Uh-huh. That was the first movie of his that I saw. Yeah. And I'm not a sports guy. I don't care about boxing. I don't really care about the Rocky movies. Yeah. But I like I like Michael B. Jordan. And I, it was 
showing for really cheap on a Tuesday near near me one day. And I went to see it and his command of the camera was so fascinating to yeah. me that I was just like, I will see every movie this guy directs. Right. And and so that's why I was excited to see Black Panther uh, other than just, you know, in a, a cool movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Fruitvale Station because I can't find it anywhere. I need to find it, but I need to watch it. Used to it. be on Netflix. No, uh, it not used anymore. to be. I don't. I don't know if it still is. Yeah. Um. So. So Matt Reeves did the Planet of the Apes. Uh. The two, not the first one, I think, but the. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did Dawn. And I get War. them mixed up. Yeah. He did. He did the American remake of Let the Right One In. Uh. That's just okay. called Let Me In. Mm. Um. Which is really good. Uh. I, I liked that quite a bit. Uh, he also, his first, his first movie uh, was Cloverfield, which is one of my favorites. Mm. I absolutely love Cloverfield and I will fight anyone with my bare knuckles if they ever have anything bad to say about that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please, please don't punch now, me. Now you don't. <laughs> um. And then obviously James Gunn, you know, worked on Guardians and worked with a ragtag team of nobodies. And let's be honest, Guardians were nobodies before they got into the MCU. He, he also went to high school right up the street from me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's from he's from uh, St. Louis. He went oh, to St. Louis University High School. That has to be confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but Jaume Colette Serra the director of this Black Adam thing. By the way, they weren't marketing this di- like this as a director that it's his movie. Like, I didn't hear his name at all ever in the conversation of this movie. No. Um, mostly because it. his movie credits include four, like, the of the cheapest Liam Neeson action movies. Unknown. Uh, uh, unknown, the, the Commuter. Uh, run all night and nonstop. Like he directed Orphan, the movie from 2009. He directed Jungle Cruise recently with The Rock and then directed this. And I don't know what's going behind the scenes, but. Uh, I mean, there's got to be a relation there. I think he yeah. was probably booked for Black Adam and then The Rock brought him into Jungle Cruise, even though Jungle Cruise came first. That's what yeah. I think. That's my thought. Possibly. Um, but I don't, there was nothing spectacular about it. No, they, I mean, yeah. they, yeah, I mean, I, I, I looked throughout the movie for like any sign that the director was using the camera as a storytelling device and it yeah. just kind of wasn't there. The only um, time I saw it was on the Justice Society ship when they're talking. And then the yeah. camera moved and he at least had some, some dynamic uh, action to the camera movement as they talk around the table. That's it. That's all I saw. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing stands out to me at all. I'm sure that there are some like, you know, low angle shots to make the rock look real tall and big and powerful, yeah. but I mean, uh, he is tall and big and powerful, but yes, sure. And he yeah. was floating the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Akil, did you have a uh, comment about the director's stuff? No, just just on the the camera movements, there is just so much speed ramping, so much slow mo across the entire a movie. A lot that of it slow was, motion. It was very jarring. It was like it was like watching a three hundred action sequence, but for the whole movie. 
there was literally a 300 shot mm-hmm. uh, of kicking the, the old man after they stabbed him off the cliff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was yes. literally a 300 shot, <laughs> yeah. which made me think that did this director just go, I'm just going to do Snyder stuff? It's going to be that's Snyder. what it felt like to me. But, like, again, say what you want about Snyder, but don't copy off of him and think you can do better. You're just going to copy off of him and do worse, right? Yeah, Snyder can barely pull off a Snyder look and feel in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who else can do it? You know, uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, the, the slow-mo in Wonder Woman really, mm-hmm. like, it's excessive. However, I think that Patty Jenkins does the Snyder stuff better than Snyder did in, in that first Wonder Woman movie. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. And like Snyder, I mean, Snyder isn't like the owner of slow motion or anything. And it's not just slow motion, but it's, there are like, he has a je ne sais quoi to himself that they were trying to yeah. carbon copy. It's, yeah, he, he has a certain, like, it's a style of slow motion that he mm-hmm. just trademarked essentially right which is why the snyder cut was four hours long could have been three hours <laughs> yeah just off of the slow motion alone oh man <laughs> uh I, I don't yeah let's let's talk about stuff we did like in this okay. movie um right, i well, see ya <laughs> <laughs> i i'm a big fan of the justice society in general so it was nice to see them on screen um whether they did them justice pun intended but i wish it wasn't uh that's left up to to us to kind of figure out um my favorite cameo of the movie was henry winkler mm-hmm. the joy that i had when i saw henry winkler it beats anyone's joy of seeing henry cavill like like i don't i don't care like you like henry cavill you don't like henry cavill you want him as superman you don't want him as superman like i think he's fine but Henry Winkler, and I think that's <laughs> lost on a lot of people because Henry Winkler was the Fonz and Henry Winkler is now an older man. But the mm-hmm. fact that he had a career as a superhero back in the day, is that meta? Was that ne- like meant to be? I don't know. But like, yeah. and also Henry Winkler is Jewish and the character of the Adam and the original Adam, which is not Ray Palmer's size shrinking Adam, it was like a nuclear punch kind of uh, uh, Adam. He's Jewish. The character's Jewish. And then Adam Smasher is supposed to be Jewish, but Noah Centineo has made a career playing ethnicities that he is not. Uh, literally his whole career is he's he's not Jewish playing a Jewish guy. He's not Hispanic playing Hispanic characters all the time. I, I don't even know who that guy is. I've never seen he's, him in anything he's else. He's Netflix's, uh, you know, little, like, boy toy. And, like, Netflix okay. romantic comedies love him. Didn't didn't he get a start on, like, Musical.ly or something? I remember mm. he was, like, internet famous before he was TV famous. Was he? Because he was on, he was on, um, he was on Fosters. Disney Channel. He was on the Fosters, I think, playing a Hispanic okay. boy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so I don't know. Yeah. But Henry Winkler as the original Adam, or I think they mentioned that he was, I don't know where they named him. He was in the comics. He's the Adam, but in this, he, there might've been like, Oh, the original Adam Smasher. I think that they, yeah, I think Adam they just Smasher. called him Adam Smasher. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he was playing Al Pratt. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And he's like, and he's like the uncle of. Uh, but Al Pratt is the uncle of Al Rothstein, right? In the comics. I think he yeah. is the uncle. Yes. I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was kind of strange seeing Henry Winkler just kind of like there for a, a couple seconds. Uh, I don't know that that's gotta be something with, you know, like maybe he has a relationship with one of the producers or something like that. And they were just like, Oh, we should get, uh, we should get Henry to do this. You yeah. know, like, like, cause it, it was, it was just so it came out of nowhere. It wasn't, um, It wasn't unwelcome no. for me. I just, you know, it was, I'll say it was a little distracting, but uh, I was yeah. kind of, I hadn't, I hadn't quite gotten to the point in the movie when I was like, okay with being distracted from it. So that's maybe that's the only reason why I thought that. Uh, yeah. It's, oh man. Yeah. That was, that was one of the many moments in the movie where I was just like, Am I supposed to know what's going on? Was he already in a DC thing? <laughs> I think I think the goal of it was to say that the Justice Society has been around for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Whether multiple generations. Whether yeah, whether like in the comics they started in World War II, but I don't think they they are doing that here. They didn't mention that anyone's been around for Oh no, they I mentioned mean, that Dr. Fate has been around for like hundreds of years, right? No, not hundreds, but like too much like older than Pierce Brosnan is. I think they said he looks good for his age. I think they yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. There's there's something in there. I mean that that kind of hints at him being like very old or yeah. you know like possibly even immortal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, good on Pierce Brosnan for like he's looking good. Silver Fox, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like like uh yeah, I, the whole the whole time I was watching Piers Brosnan, <laughs> I was like watching an interview. I saw an interview with him that was just like, oh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, you know, I was kind of not interested in doing superhero movies. But then I read the script and I really loved it. And I was just like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was, no, I, the, yeah. Throughout that movie, I was just like, he didn't love that script. He just loved the paycheck. Yeah. And yeah. Like, that's that's fine. I know you have to say that. But there's no way that anybody read that script and was just like, man, this is going to get Pierce Brosnan. I think it's also good for Pierce Brosnan because, like, spoiler, but he dies. So, like, I think it's easy for him to be like, I don't have I to continue it. with it. Yeah. You know, I get to I did a, a superhero movie. I'm I get done. to do a superhero movie. I get to be an action figure. Like, yeah. my kids or my grandkids are going to love this. And I don't have to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. And they make a big deal out of him sacrificing himself Mm -hmm. uh, when the character who uh, is known for dying and being reincarnated is just like, ah, man, I hope my friend doesn't die. Right. Which they didn't explain Hawkman at all. They didn't explain a lot of these heroes at all. Like, No, they didn't. I went to see it with a friend of mine who doesn't know that side of dc at all he's he's a marvel guy for sure but like dc doesn't know and uh he was kind of just like i don't know anything about like any of these characters going in and then when it was over i was just like 
so uh what do you think and he was just like i still don't know anything about any of those characters like yeah like yeah absolutely nothing i think um, especially with these characters the movie needed to sort of convince the audience that these are not the avengers like this is not doctor strange and ant-man and falcon mm. doing their own thing but they didn't they didn't develop these characters individually so that's what i came away with mm. and like so I was thinking about this, uh, about you can, what, 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 what would have made this, this dynamic interesting. And first of all, they needed to do anything, literally anything to show, not to tell us, but to show that Hawkman and Dr. Fate know each other and are friends. Cause throughout this, they just tell us it all the time. Yeah. You know, a lot of tell and not show. Yeah, the whole movie just like, yeah, yeah, it was the whole movie. But uh, I think it would have been really cool if they had mentioned the whole, um, if they had mentioned the uh, uh, reincarnation thing about Hawkman, um, if Hawkgirl had played some kind of part in it, Mm -hmm. uh, and how, you know, like the whole, the, the reincarnation aspect is that like in every lifetime, they are supposed to meet each other. They will always inevitably meet each other. They are tied by that fate and they both die and reincarnate and, you know, sometimes on other planets or something like that. But no matter what, they will meet each other. And I think it would have been cool if Hawkman would have met uh, uh, Hawkgirl or who would become Hawkgirl in this movie. And then he's going to be like, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself because I'll just be reincarnated. And then Dr. Fate is just like, no, you found this person who you're supposed to meet. I'll do it instead. You know, like that would have been more interesting. In a Justice Society movie. (laughs) But somebody pointed out that there is a kernel of a good Justice Society movie in here somewhere. Somewhere somewhere deep it's deep in there. It, it is it is buried very deep below uh all the bad acting yeah and uh skateboarding i wouldn't say bad acting person well there are a couple of characters that oh, are bad that, actors some people kid, did the bare minimum but the that, kid that, that kid is sad like you don't want to hate on a kid i don't for for being a bad actor you don't want to no but oh man that that speech that he gave when he did the this thing, you know, uh, uh, that was the least inspiring speech I've ever heard. Also, he, the crowd work scene was just ugh. like whenever they show the same crowd of like people, you know, like all the all the residents of uh, Conduct, but yeah. it was only like seventy five people. Yeah. Oh yeah. All all twenty residents of Conduct. Yeah. Uh. I'm trying to look at the age of the kid. How how can we roast them? I think we could roast them. I I don't like to roast child actors just as a general rule. <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, I'm not. We're not. <laughs> after, we're not here. after what happened to Phantom Menace. I'm just like ah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, but but yeah. I mean, the acting could have been better. I think the writing could have been a lot better. The they the writing the actors is a lot to work with. The writing is what's really pulling everything down. Again, it yeah. feels like it was written in one draft. And they didn't, uh, it reminds me so much of David Ayer's Suicide Squad Mm. Mm -hmm. in the sense that like things are just happening because the story needs them to happen. Right. And you could have, 
you could have found interesting things to do with it if you had just gone back over and like noticed the pieces and then refined it. Yeah. But they didn't. They clearly didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Akil, oh, did you have favorite stuff in this movie? Um, so for someone who gave it like a higher score than the uh, us two, yeah, uh, I think I don't. I mean, the the setting is great. Yeah. I love the setting. I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, I love that they started with the topical topics, mm-hmm. like let's make this about overcoming oppression and resource extraction and colonialism and all that stuff. I like I really enjoyed that and that like set up my mood for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. um but then they just sort of dropped everything <laughs> so so my favorite part of the movie is the setup for it yeah except the first third of the movie was like all exposition and yeah. I'm like laughing to myself I'm like okay Eternium they just give him an, like his own kryptonite like kind of situation the intergame <laughs> was that had... a kryptonite situation or did he get more powers from the eternium i'm still not sure on that no it, it was the only thing that hurt him right they had eternium okay. powered missiles and that hurt him right did it and that's what cut him right didn't he get like oh yeah it did cut him cut or something yeah yeah so it was yeah. like his own kryptonite which is not a thing in the comics though okay. the rock of eternity the rock of eternity is this extra dimensional place that the wizard shazam is living on right that's just his like temple it's the rock of eternity and his his like temple or whatever is there and then there are some iterations of comics where the rock of eternity shatters into a million pieces and goes into the cosmos and different dimensions and whatever and there are pieces of the rock of eternity but in this i'm assuming that's kind of what they were going for but that's Mm -hmm. it was it wasn't explained so is eternium is that a separate thing from the comics there's no eternium in the comics there's no eternium in the comics but i'm assuming it's it's named after the rock of eternity i mean it's gotta be yeah probably but like they start off the movie being like and this source of energy eternium and i'm like whenever they do that i'm like oh my god it's so lazy i'm an unobtainium eternium like (laughs) People have been made, making fun of kryptonite for 70 years and you still make a kryptonite analog in a movie? Mm-hmm. Have we not learned anything? It, especially because, oh man, I will, I will ride or die uh, for, uh, for kryptonite because kryptonite, yeah. kryptonite is way cooler than people realize it is mm-hmm. only because uh, it's, it's a piece of Superman's home. Yeah that now hurts him right and there's something like with the the proper the proper storytelling Mm -hmm. there's a lot of potential to make that really cool and really like poetic and delve into like the 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 themes of what makes superman and also what is a home yeah like kansas is his home and then and then you have you have people just kind of like ripping it off without what makes it interesting. Yeah. You know, like there's why, why did Eternium hurt him? We don't know. Like, we just don't know why that was the thing that hurt him. Yeah. A lot of plot holes in this movie. Um, and then Adol in the chat points out, he just electrocuted his cut closed. So Eternium oh, doesn't yeah. hurt him. <laughs> It it can hurt him, but you know he's it stops got the, him from healing. 
except he's, then he can heal it then he yeah yes sutures it with his thing like yeah um yeah. It, it'd be like i guess the closest thing to to like not to, to it but like what marvel could have done if they were dumb is like thor is super is so powerful but imagine if like like there was asgardium and it's like asgardium asgardium hurts all these asgard uh you know gods that are on earth so it's like if in the avengers movie loki's like yes but i have asgardium ha Mm -hmm. and thor's like no (laughs) and then he gets hurt by the asgardium and heals himself with lightning so it doesn't matter anyway yeah because the dude's he made just, of lightning he, he just like he gets like a big cut and then he just takes the hammer and like tenderizes it yeah. and goes back it's together fine. it's fine i no don't consequences. Uh, it's just uh it's just so weird again i'm saying like yeah if they learned something yeah. from from marvel uh in that respect uh yeah. but modern marvel because even phase one marvel is not where marvel is now they've learned yeah. from themselves that's the way yeah. that's what i think i'm a little bit more optimistic in that sense but yeah, like I think so. uh, it, it, it's it's tough um but dceu has also had plenty of learning opportunities right yeah i think they learned with the suicide squad i think they learned with the batman but like the problem oh is goodness. i or at least one of the problems we can't yeah. point to one thing being the problem yeah. but one of the problems is they keep changing leadership yeah over and over again so the people who did learn the thing aren't there anymore yeah if they did in fact learn whatever lesson they could have taken away from it i i'm I'm gonna give it a a a metaphor an analog for for this change in leadership imagine you were taking a class and like at any day your teacher changes like it's not that you know your teacher is going to be there for two weeks and then end and then there's gonna be a new teacher or that Mm -hmm. you have a new teacher every single day it's that sometimes a teacher could be there for a month sometimes like you would hope they're there for a year, mate. Uh, like you could finish the class, uh, but they're changing. Sometimes in the middle of a day, and then you, you have yeah, but ho- it's, homework it's assignments from... that one kid, one teacher gave that the other teacher's like, "Oh no, I'm not accepting it." But I did the homework assignment, and they're like, "Is it back, girl?" Yeah, we're not accepting that. It's like I literally have the paper here. Give me a grade for it. I I tell you what, not you're just des- you're just describing my job right now. That happens at my work all the time. <laughs> oh. People just like teachers just quit midway through yeah. the year. And then suddenly like, like uh, you've got students who are just like, well, I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do now. Right. I feel like for DC, they're, they're changing from a history teacher to a science teacher, <laughs> to an English teacher, to a PE teacher. None of them have the same goals. No. None of them are teaching the same thing. No. Uh, like, you know, you have, we've got, we've got, uh, somebody in the chat said like they need to establish a kevin feige yeah and i don't i don't know that i necessarily think that's the only way to fix it uh-huh but they can't establish a kevin feige because what ends up happening is the new owner will come in and they'll re- do a regime change exactly which is which is why it would benefit them so much to have like they can still be owned by warner brothers discovery whoever owns them now but to have their own like their own entity but they can't making these movies or or and you know uh, maybe i'll catch a lot of flack with this just stop making superhero movies just stop (laughs) dc movies altogether yeah they don't need to be made yeah they don't 
like I'm gonna I gotta disagree just my love of the characters like sure yeah. I, I I get it I understand but those characters still exist in comics I agree and but, they're always going to exist and they would be better if they weren't in movies like this DC. yes the the, the there's there's the thing in the movie no plan is better or, or uh, a bad plan is better than no plan well <laughs> I in this sense no movie would have been better than a bad movie yeah yeah uh i also have a, I, I i dc has dropped the ball for for 15 years now um well since since uh man of steel happened i'm not saying man of steel was bad but if you want to set up a shared universe like man of steel is the start but they dropped they tripped over themselves um because they were trying to play catch up to marvel and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't but then they were trying to rush it and yeah. they were trying to like like it's like again you're trying to like cook something and you're like hey we don't have two hours to cook this why don't we turn the heat up twice as high so we can cook it in an hour it doesn't work that way right and trust me i've tried cooking wise it does not work okay <laughs> you know and so what ends up happening is is that like i got i got so many thoughts but like Marvel did a slow burn. They set up individual solo movies, which helps not only to introduce characters, but to introduce concepts, right? Iron Man is fairly down to earth. Then comes Incredible Hulk, which we all know as a culture. He gets angry. He gets stronger. That's that's all you really need to know. And he turns into a big green monster. It doesn't take much to like accept that the Hulk exists and that Iron Man and the Hulk can kind of coexist. And then we get Iron Man 2, again, down to earth stuff heightening the science fiction stuff. Then we get Thor, Thor, which is the most out there, but they really spend the time to develop like how Thor could exist in a universe that is fairly down to earth. And then they depower him for most of it. Then we get yeah. Captain America. And then we get the Avengers, which is, like has aliens coming in. So like each step of the way, they introduce one new concept, one new concept. Now we can kind of build upon that. But when Justice League comes out, they throw in so many different types of characters before they get solo movies. Like, sure, we can kind of understand that Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman exist in the same universe, but then they throw in Cyborg, who has been, we, we, we introduce Darkseid, Apocalypse, the Mother Box, then the Mother Box forms on the Cyborg, he becomes a Cyborg, and that's not the only thing. Now we got Aquaman, who is literally, there's a race of people under the sea and he can do all those things. Then we have the Flash who can travel back in time. What the hell is going on here? And that's and 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 you haven't even touched on, you know, the villains, uh, the villains, the yeah. flashbacks. And I there is a way, there is a way to do a movie like that, a team-up movie without doing the individual stories first there, there is, is a way. way to do that yeah. theoretically <laughs> you I can't mean, buy into the concept you can't you buy just into the pretend concept. that the heroes already exist i mean it's <laughs> and and this 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 movie does that with the justice society but it doesn't do it well it doesn't, it doesn't do, well. do it well that's why i'm trying to say like and cyclone is nanites i don't know what adam smasher's thing is but we assume nuclear testing dr yeah. fate is magic hawkman we don't know anything about Hawkman other than Nth Metal. The ship is Nth Metal, but we're just meant to be like, 
He has do metal on him that? that allows him to fly yeah. as a mace. You're you're right. They do just say what nth. They just say nth metal, and they don't I, actually say what it is or anything. They say like indestructible, that. I think, and that's it. The ship is completely indestructible because made out of nth metal. But that's all we get. We don't but get yeah. any explanation. What's that? Then it gets ripped in half. Does the ship get ripped in half? The I guess it's the detachable part gets ripped off. Oh but no! But it still, detaches. Like it, it becomes a submarine, and then it comes back. Yeah. It detaches, but somebody rips it. Oh, I forget. Yeah, like it detaches first, and then I probably yeah, Satan. I don't. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I did not off a very small moments of this movie. <laughs> I, didn't. I don't blame you. I, I blame didn't, you. but I just don't. It's so immemorable. Please tell yeah. me, how did Dr. Fate die? Because I missed that. Oh, how does he die? question. I don't remember. I close my eyes and suddenly it's open and he's like, he is dead. My friend Drew is dead. doesn't remember. I okay, don't so remember. He multiplies himself a bunch of times while he's holding Sabak, right? Sabak. The devil. Yeah. Sabak. Sabak, the card game from Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then how does he die? I don't know how he dies, but I I, I thought I nodded off for a split second. Then it was like, boom, he's dead. Oh, ah. okay. I mean, that's probably, you know, there was. <laughs> There was no uh, nothing to evoke emotion in this movie at all. So mm-hmm. I'm no. sure that they didn't care about the death scene. I'm yeah. sure they cared about it. I didn't care about they it. They acted I, like they cared. Although, if I you're genuinely, still in the chat, can you remind us how he died? I genuinely can't remember. Don't. I don't. Um, I, I know that his death was important. It was a character moment for him and Hawk Man. But like, I just don't, I don't remember the moment. Yeah. There are, so everything exists in this universe, right? Aliens, magic, the devil, the dem- devil demons. And the seven deadly sins from Shazam. Yeah. That was a weird through line that I found. What did they, what did they bring what, up about that? They're the antagonist. The, just because this takes place in the same universe as Shazam. Yeah right then those things yeah. must take oh must, oh you're lumpy i'm just saying off of this movie alone but yeah i mean because so, i'm not even bringing up atlanteans that we're not yeah. in this movie but does take place in the same movie. but like this movie alone i just like, I multiple just demon entities are fighting plus know, christian mythology what would you say i just think it's weird that the shazam wizards their mm-hmm. sworn enemy is just christian mythology i find that weird with the seven deadly sins with the seven deadly sins and now Sabak, who I'm assuming is just Satan. Well, <laughs> Sabak is powered by six demons. Okay. Uh, so Shazam, okay, so you're gonna get a hoot out of this if you didn't know. You know that what Shazam stands for, Akil? It stands for something. Okay, so it's the wisdom, okay. it's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power okay, of yes. Zeus. Okay. The courage I was of Achilles, why they were all those speed names. of Mercury, okay. right? Got it. But yeah. Sabak, his S A B B A C also stands for uh, the demons that power him, which are okay. super cool. But they chose not to say it in this movie because of obvious. I'm assuming they don't want to teach people demons. I guess he. The S is Satan. The A is Aim or I'm A Y M. B is Belial. Then Beelzebub, then Asmosius, and then Kratius. I'm pretty sure most of 
if not all of those are from the Bible. Yeah, they yeah. are. Okay. Well, that's right. also funny because Shazam, they're all Greek and Roman gods, except for the wisdom of Solomon. Who's, who's also a, from the Bible. Who's from the Bible. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I... I guess it's weird that like Marvel is doing the Norse mythology stuff, but I find it even weirder that DCEU is doing the Christianity stuff. I mean, Constantine deals with Christianity all the time. I guess I haven't seen Constantine. So. Oh, well, yeah. with Constantine and, and Ghost Rider, I guess, deals with Christianity, too. And well, Daredevil, kind of Ghost Rider. It isn't Satan. It's Mephisto. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And in the in the nick cage movie it's mephistopheles they just decided to add a little the greek suffix yeah. yeah but i mean but dc there's a lot of religion in dc mm-hmm. um but dc says they all coexist yeah they do they do i mean like yeah. uh sandman yeah sandman is my favorite story ever and sandman deals with religions there's there's literally an entire arc about all the all these different gods from different religions coming together to try to control hell. Yeah. After That's Lucifer leaves. And one of one of the gods is just a box, which I think is fantastic. The the god of order, it's just a box. Uh-huh. Nice. I didn't okay. I haven't read that one. Yeah. You ever read Season of Mist? No. No. Oh, you got you gotta do that. I I I only got so far with Sandman. I told myself I was going to read up until what I had heard was the serial killer convention. So I, I was like, I'm going to read up until that point and then maybe continue, maybe not. So I was like, uh, I like it, but I don't know. I should have read it back then. I didn't read it. Like I got other stuff. I got to read. It's oh, it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. I read Lucifer though. Like a lot of Lucifer. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I like those characters and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean that stuff it's, you know, it's all a big part of DC. It's a big part of Marvel too, mm-hmm. but I think the DC is a little bit more okay with it, mm-hmm. um, kind of tying it into everything. And so, like, it makes sense that they would use it in, you know, these characters for yeah. this movie. But I don't know, man. Like, it's just the Spectre was... is God's angel of wrath. Yeah, in, in I mean, DC, so God. Whereas Ghost Rider is Mephisto's angel of spirit of vengeance, mm-hmm. the Spectre in DC is God's angel of wrath. Yeah, and like the Christian God exists in, uh, you know, uh, I, I should say in Marvel. Uh, no, in, in no, DC. just in general. In DC, he definitely does. In Marvel, he, I mean, he's he's that that God is a character in certain stories. In so DC. like the, yeah yeah so like i don't know Depend, they, uh, yeah this, i don't know this I, this movie was just bad and it was, didn't know what to do yeah it was throwing things at the wall none of them stuck yeah yeah um also somebody brought up when the rock went sorry black adam it's hard to differentiate when black adam <laughs> gets reborn what is his motivation what is anyone's motivation? Well, I mean, the Justice Society's motivation, simply put, is to lock Black Adam away. Why? Why? Because he's a he's he's an un- unregulated superhuman. So they have like 
they they keep tabs on on everybody waller does yeah. there's That's a whole Amanda waller's job now yeah but then but then like why is waller giving the jsa orders that's also another thing waller why would they work for waller and i didn't like the taste of this the justice society stands for global stability what does that mean that I, it means team fuck america them. world police it is means what fuck it is. Is, yeah yeah <laughs> it means team america world police i that's, and and so they're not heroes they're they're not there to fight intergang either no, they're, they're there to make sure Intergang keeps doing what they're doing. And it, ah, that because for 30 been... years they were doing it and there were no problems. But then yeah. suddenly this guy who is basically Superman shows up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so now we have to tread the exact same plot as Batman versus Superman, which is, hey, that guy could hurt us. Maybe we should do something about it. At least with Superman, Metropolis, like a lot of innocent people died. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And here it was just intergang that for, died. Yeah. In so, a private intergang space. There there are two, because there's two thoughts of like what a superhero, like how, like the control over superheroes. One is superheroes shouldn't kill. Like nobody should be killing. Just mm-hmm. a blanket statement, whatever. And then the yeah. second one is unregulated power can have mass casualties, right? Like of innocence. There's like two different thoughts. Uh, Black Adam doesn't kill any innocents and it doesn't utilize that point to say he could if unchecked. Though the explosion part, kind of, that whole like when he gets overpowered, he explodes, which is such a weird power. It's not his power in the comics. I don't understand how they had this just laying at their feet and they didn't have like a scene where the JSA shows up and everybody hates them. Everybody did hate them. Yeah. The people of Conduct hated them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they they said some mean things about them, but they didn't like, you know. They should throw bottles. Yeah, it should have, it should yeah. have been like more they nuanced. Been, they should have they should have been put in a position. They should have been put in a position where they basically had to choose like they had to they 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 had to make the choice to either hurt people to make them like submit to what they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. which is come in and just, you know, keep inner gang as, cause that's, that's, that's what their goal was. Their goal was to keep inner gang in power. (laughs) I mean, to be fair though, they didn't go down that route because they had to be careful because like, I'm sure what half the country right now still thinks that like we should have in like we're good invading Iraq, like yeah. we were cool, everything's good. But like if we show the Justice Society, for example, I'm going to paint a picture that crowds getting agitated. They're like, get out! This isn't your place. What are you doing here? We're fine. Black Adam's cool. We're cool with it. And then they start getting like ornery, right? Maybe they start throwing some bottles. Now we're like, okay, we don't we don't like the crowd, but then Hawkman like puts up his wing as a shield and hits a person over. And now they're starting to get violent. And it's like, get out, get out. I don't know whether we want those flashbacks to our occupation of uh, 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 Iraq. I feel, like, I feel like there's a way to avoid that, which is 
they go in, then they're hated, and then they have to prove to the people that they have the people's best interests in heart. Exactly. Right? We're then, here to preserve so, your hero, preserve your country, preserve your people. And then you can still, you know, spread it as propaganda or whatever. But at least like when they showed up, I'm like, these are not the good guys of the movie, but the movie wants me to think that they're the good guys. Exactly. With this. Yeah. The, this, this. And, and I mean, this stuff, those are more interesting. And honestly, they're more those those concepts are more interesting but they're also more dc concepts because mm-hmm. dc does stuff like that pretty frequently in their comics they yeah. use their superheroes as like uh you know a metaphor or, or an allegory to something else big in the world and they absolutely could have leaned into these characters thinking they're the good guys realizing they're the bad guys and then like also, Amanda Waller is clearly a bad guy. We've learned from multiple yeah. movies and the Peacemaker show that she's the bad guy. I thought she had a fall from grace at the end of Peacemaker. Turns out she's still in power, which I guess is a commentary to, like, there actually isn't any any accountability. Uh, fair, but, like, Waller is clearly the bad guy. Calling yeah. the orders for the Justice Society to go in as her as her fists but she calls in the justice society and she calls in superman so why is superman listening to her she is not a good person she's very compelling and viola davis is amazing and keep her going of course but the whole point of amanda waller is she's not a good person point of a mountain in amanda waller isn't even i call the 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 hard choices because you guys can't because she does make wrong choices yeah Mm. So we, it's, it's, what is the point then? It's, it's literally, she's just there. She's just there so that the audience can draw a connection to another movie or another property. Right. It's the same thing with Superman because again, you know, Superman shows up just to say, you and I should have a conversation. Like, and that's, you know, that, yeah. Which, which that talk is not going to happen. I mean, it'll happen off screen and then like it whatever black adam is in next you know there's going to be like oh yeah he he should have it's just going to be understood that they had this conversation i i um also they spoiled this 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 cameo it was the marketing it was part of the marketing but here's that that scene could have been better it could have been i that uh, (laughs) <laughs> sorry you, you continue it's so it's just frustrating that like they knew that the movie didn't stand on its own so they started marketing hey guys superman's in this movie yeah wink wink you know yeah i i would have loved this is a weird thing i would have loved uh, a behind the scenes if, if they were going to spoil anything behind the scenes spoiler of henry winkler I would have yeah. <laughs> I would have loved if some of the marketing campaign, this is something they do very well in Stargirl, the, the show, which also has the Justice Society. By the way, Akil, if you haven't watched mm-hmm. Stargirl, I would recommend Stargirl. I think your sensibilities, uh, you're a good person with good taste. I think that you would love Stargirl, and that'll introduce you better to the Justice Society than this movie. This is oh, for absolutely. anyone out absolutely. there. Absolutely. This is yeah. a- anyone out there that wants a a better approach and and one would say a more nuanced approach because they're not all good guys and they don't always make the right choices you find out in season two of star girl but like you get better acquainted to these heroes and there's a big painting with 
the Justice Society in their prime, like mm-hmm. on the wall. We know that there's a there's there's been a history. Uh, this is something that this movie does not do. Okay. Um, That's exactly what I was looking for. Because as soon as they showed up and they're like, "We're the Justice Society," I'm like, "Yeah, I'm supposed to know who these people are, and I don't." Right. Imagine walking through the White House and you see a painting of the Justice Society. Yeah. Now we sh- now we show how what do we see from that that they've been around for a long time mm-hmm. that they are linked with the American government and that they're like uh in good grace they're a staple of society yeah which explains what they do in this movie could that be better could we have dealt with way a couple better. more drafts of this uh, you know yeah way better um also the scene with superman would have been better with Waller. We see Waller talking with somebody off screen on like a video on a screen saying, you need to go in. And he's like, I don't answer to you. And she's like, this is not good for any of the world if he doesn't listen to us. So she manipulates Superman. Then we see Superman, like that scene. You get what I'm saying? Are you adding that in? Because I missed that. No, but that should have been, is what I'm trying to say. Because they leaned so hard into this is a uh, big cameo that's a spoiler everything's in black and now he comes out of the thing and now he's there yeah but like all that other like if you added one more scene which is her convincing superman just a couple of words yeah you know okay i'll do this for you but you don't own me he goes in whatever that could just been a voiceover so it's not much more for henry cavill to do just record that boom much -hmm. better that would have been better for him and better for waller Exactly. Yeah. But this is but the type no, of thought that multiple drafts give you. Multiple drafts. So this this movie did get a an overall rewrite. So there was two drafts. I uh, yeah. <laughs> you you know what I would have loved? Hmm. Instead of Cyclone, have Hot Girl. Yeah. Have two. Especially hops. now that now Why that you guys you? have explained the story. Yes, we needed to have at least a reference to Hawk Hawk Girl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have been. You, you think like like I thought Hawkman was cool enough. Can you imagine mm-hmm. two Hawk people? One would say maybe it's too much, but no. Imagine if they were doing this. That would have been cool. I you just know? don't. <laughs> I just don't understand why they choose to use the JSA when they're only going to use four members, as opposed to more. Yeah. Well. I also didn't understand how the JSA works because it was Cyclone and Adam Smasher's first day on the job or right. at least Adam Smasher. But like they get called yeah. in for specific missions, which I thought that was cool, by the way. I like that. And I like the fact that they pack for overnight trips. For some reason, that really resonated with me. Like, I don't know why, but like, it's like, oh yes, they're going on a mission. Yeah, We never see them. I mean, we just suddenly see them there, right? But like they went on a mission. Yeah, that that part was nice. And I think if I knew what the society was and I knew those characters, I would have enjoyed that a little bit more. Right. Yeah. But what are or 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 even establishing Hawk Guy and Dr. Fate to be like, this is our establishing character. This is what the Justice Society is. Now let's add on our two new young people, right? Right. Right. But they didn't I mean, do any they, of that. they let's let's be honest. They treated the JSA like the X-Men down yeah, to having bit. down to having the same jet and the mansion the same mansion <laughs> and the mansion yeah. 
And the landing yeah. pad from underneath the garden. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it was just X-Men. That's all it was. And again, that, that comes into what we were talking about earlier about how this movie is just borrowing from other more successful movies. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Which like, I'm, it I'm, borrows. I'm cool with it if it worked. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with them borrowing this idea. You know, you know I, if hey, if 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 it had done, you know, the the thing where it's critiquing like the superheroes as authority figures and, you know, what they get American interventionism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that we just talked about, those comparisons, like those visual comparisons would have been more apt because essentially it would have been at that point, a critique of the way that we look at superhero movies. But yeah. I mean, you're, you're not, you're not going to get that when you have the rock who I mean, the, look, let's just I don't know if everybody knows this. The Rock is a Republican. He is. He seems he, like one. He, he hasn't he, outright said, but I, I don't I don't doubt it. Right. He hasn't yeah. outright said because he's a man of the people. Right. He doesn't right. want to turn off like him as a brand. He doesn't say jack shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Which to me, that's a very Republican thing to do. So, yeah, yeah. When you know going, your views aren't popular, you don't say anything. When you're well, not to be fair, to... Uh, Taylor Swift, as a as a Taylor Swift fan, Taylor Swift mm-hmm. did not put her foot down up until a certain point. Sure, you know she wasn't but saying I, Obama over Romney, but then when Trump came around, then she started. Um, but also, you know, I mean, wasn't she like? I don't know when her career started, but I mean, Obama, the Obama Romney thing. I mean, that was in 2012. Wasn't she like 19? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. The point that I'm getting is that with The Rock having so much, like he was this movie. Yeah. From, from, you know, from a creative standpoint he that, was the one that one wizard kid says he's close friends with joe rogan again i don't oh, doubt gross. anything that you're saying i'm just i'm mentioning other people who have brands very similar to the rock taylor swift has her brand right yeah yeah but she's chosen to be more honest you know and and genuine yeah sorry, uh, I mean, sorry uh keep talking i gotta i'll, I'll be right back yeah. i just don't i just don't think that we're going to get we we could get that sort of um critique of like imperialism and you know possible uh uh, uh foreign affairs and stuff yeah. with somebody who is clearly like <laughs> a, a more right-wing figure at the helm of your story but i don't think we're going to get that with the rock i also don't think we're going to get that with uh warner brothers discovery I mean, who knows? I don't I don't really think so either. Um, and it's not like we're getting it with with Disney either. We're I mean, not. We're not like the they they're not going to do. They did something like it with Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. but it was very surface value. It was just enough to say that they did. Essentially, it's, it's the same thing that they did with this movie, the same thing that they did with the Star Wars sequels, where they they set up the systemic issue and they're like, this is a problem that we face in the real world. And then they just drop it. Yeah. Same thing that they did in this movie. Oh, we have an Imperial occupying forces. They're stealing our resources. People need to rise up. And then the people, instead of rising up, they fight zombies with a skateboard. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like, 
they're they're trying to get the points for being to to like get their audience to relate to them and be like these are real problems this is a serious movie but then they can't pull the trigger whether that's because of the rock whether it's because of the writers whether it's because of warner brothers they just they can't pull the trigger and uh yeah and that's frustrating especially especially because like superhero comics do that stuff yes that's what comics are for (laughs) they they recognize they recognize that you can use these characters especially the dc characters the dc the dc characters have always been like vehicles for talking about the stuff happening around us yes like I think I think that's the big difference between the DC b- between DC's approach to characters and Marvel's approach to characters is that mm-hmm. uh, Marvel puts their characters in situations that look like what we have, yeah, and uh, uh, DC uses their characters as like metaphor for that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh- the thing about the comics is that there was the comic code authority for so long that restricted how you can portray different people, different ways. Sure. Um, which meant like, you know, uh, they couldn't talk bad about the military. They couldn't have any commentary about military or American interventionism or whatever, right. uh, both, both companies. Now Marvel ditched it a little bit earlier than DC and then they were able to like do that. But I think DC got around it by making up fake countries. Yes. Yeah. So fake countries, fake you know, militaries, fake people, exactly right. what Drew was saying. And then they still get the point across, right? If you watch the movie and you know what's going on around in the world, it doesn't matter if it's a metaphor, you still get it. Right. right. Um, it's kind of the difference between, I don't know if you guys have seen Saved by the Bell where um, I think it's Jesse who gets addicted to caffeine pills. Yeah, yeah. And they're using caffeine pills as a as as speed, right? Like they're using because originally they were supposed to use speed. She was trying to stay up, right? It's Adderall, whatever it is. And then they were just like, no, 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 it's caffeine pills, right? Yeah. Uh, and it lacks it's, the punch. It's 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 on on the counterpoint to that. Yeah, I, I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld does an entire episode about abortion, mm. but they're talking about pizza. Mm-hmm. Really? I it's, it's, I've never watched, uh, I've watched some episodes of Seinfeld. There, there is an entire episode where uh, one guy is like, uh, no, this is how you make a pizza. And then Kramer is just like, well, it's not a pizza until you cook it yet. So you should have the choice to do it however you want, mm. you know? And it's it's a, an episode about abortion rights mm-hmm. or at least the abortion debate, but they're mm. using pizza. Yeah. You're and saying like, that's more effective? It depends on how you're using it because yeah. obviously they're using it as, like they're playing it off as a joke. Mm it still is getting the point across that there's a debate, mm-hmm. but they're playing it for laughs. I'll have to, I have to say though, that a lot of people out there lack media literacy. Um, <laughs> there, and there is, like, it was just about pizza. Because So, so that's what's good about it. In, yeah. in Seinfeld's case, I haven't seen that episode, but based on your description and other media, like the original Star Wars trilogy, 
is that you don't need media literacy, right? If you don't understand it, you can enjoy it. You can resonate it with it. You can enjoy the characters. But if you do have media literacy, it tells you something about the world. So that's how I went into this movie of like, okay, they're setting up all these things. I'm making the connections to the real world. And then they're like, uh, never mind, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Should we force the themes though on people who don't have media literacy? Or are we going to assume they're a lost cause? I like. Because, uh, so, for example, somebody, Super Chunks out there, brought yeah. up Star Trek. And mm-hmm. something that, so Star Trek has always been political. You can't, yes. you can't say one way or another. Are, are you a Star Trek fan, Nikhil? Uh, I'm not a fan, but I've seen okay. a, quite a bit of it. I got yeah. into it later in life, but I, I am a fan. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I try to keep up with more of the current stuff. Star Trek, the original series, Star Trek, the next generation, dealt with metaphors using this futuristic, quote unquote, utopian kind of optimistic future, using that to hit home topics that were relevant today. But then we have Star Trek Discovery, which essentially takes away the metaphor and then just kind of really is is very uh, heavy handed. Mm -hmm. And like, for one, I can see how the metaphor is easier, like spoonful of sugar makes medicine go down. But then Star Trek Discovery, it's hitting you over the head. Like you cannot deny it. But then there are people who say the Star Trek used to not be political because they didn't see the metaphors as politics or political or that. But then the question is, did they even learn a lesson? Yeah. And and I think that's the, that's the thing about, you know, any kind of literature is if you want that broad appeal, then you need smart stuff for the smart people and you need, you know, fun stuff for the fun people. Like the Simpsons. Like the Simpsons or, or even like South Park to use an even worse example. Right. Yeah. If, if you're tapped into, you know, American Midwestern politics, I grew up in Colorado, so I was tapped mm. into that. Uh, South Park is in Colorado, by the way, yeah. the actual city where the writers are from or what they're writing about, right? So if you're tapped into that politics, you get something completely different. But if you like, you know, dick jokes and cuss words, then you get something else out of it. Right. And I feel like Black Adam could have been the same thing. If you, if these issues of occupation, of resource extraction, of imperialism resonate with you, then you get one thing out of it. But if you like punchy CGI and fighting the devil, then you get something else out of it. And I think that's the most frustrating thing about this movie is that that's what Black Adam is in the comics. Mm -hmm. It deals with those concepts head on very regularly. Um, And because like Black Adam's whole thing is is similar it's like similar to sinestro uh the green lantern villain both of them just want order safety they safety and 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 security but they're going to go about it in ways that are like well nobody else is going to do anything about it i'm clearly the one who has the power so if you don't listen to what i say then you're dead you know Mm -hmm like that is black adam so Mm -hmm. when the rock talks about how oh i love this character i've always wanted to make this this movie um did he (laughs) or did he just see somebody who he can kind of look like yeah because i mean that's also another i i don't necessarily want to go down the hole but like if anyone wants to do it he is not middle eastern no black adam is middle eastern this is the second time he's playing a Middle Eastern demigod, at least. Who, who's the other one? The first is the, the Scorpion, Scorpion King. King. Yeah. 
<laughs> right, because he plays in a like he's an Acadian, I think. Yeah. Um, and Kondok is. I looked it up because some. I, I I realized I didn't know Kondok is in Egypt. Is it? I thought it was a metaphor for Kandahar. Uh, it it is. It, it, Kondok is in uh, the peninsula of Egypt. Is oh, that's it? That's where it's supposed to be. The DC world also. Somebody uh, they mentioned in JLA Avengers. The DC world is slightly bigger than yeah, the Marvel it is. World. Okay, just more that's surface area places to fit in different countries. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah. I mean, uh, but I think they I purposely don't. didn't do that approach. I was taught when I was a kid that Shakespeare, like the way they were trying to get it through into our heads, is Shakespeare is like Simpsons, or Simpsons is like Shakespeare. Shakespeare had smart jokes and dumb jokes. Simpsons had smart jokes and oh, dumb jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the way I was like I was taught it, and I was taught Shakespeare at a very young age because uh, of my class. But the point being is that like movies in general, the best type of movie has different types of things, right? Yeah. Uh, but then you have movies like that are just kind of mediocre, and then I think that this is kind of like that. But I think that dare I say I think The Rock purposely did not want layers. That's uh, yeah. That's kind of what we were talking about as you were. Uh, uh, oh yeah, taking taking a walk there. Yeah, yeah. But like, what makes me angry about this movie in particular, compared to like I've been watching so many dumb movies recently. Yeah, is that if you don't want layers, don't put in layers. Don't have layers. Yeah. But don't like introduce layers. Don't tease layers. Yeah. Don't have the characters talk about layers if you're not going to follow through on the layers. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Either have them don't. or don't. Right? Don't, walk, don't don't open the door unless you're going to walk through the door. Yeah. Right. Or Chekhov's gun, right? Which there was none of in this movie, which I mean it doesn't have to be in it, but uh there there's so many different things that were like dropped though, right? Mm -hmm. But they didn't come back to it. Like Cyclone's nanites. Who is she healing by the way? Who does she she Adam Smasher, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think she also heals Kareem and Amar. Amar. Mm. The regular people. Oh yeah, Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. By the way, Adriana and uh, Aman, right? Is his name? Aman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are both ISIS and Osiris, not the not the terror organization, which is why no, they've. The, the but in the comics, <laughs> yeah, there okay. used to be a live action show, Leg Legend of ISIS. I okay. don't know. If, did you guys know that? I did not know that. So Shazam had a. Captain Marvel had a live action show back in the 70s or 60s or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in the 70s, then there was a spinoff called The Secret of Isis. 1975 ran for two seasons. And that is Sarah Shahi's character in this movie. Okay. I see. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look up this show. It's 1975. this. That. Oh, that's uncomfy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it was a spinoff of the Shazam show. Uh, Captain Marvel, yeah, I think had a show back in the seventies. Yeah, that was that. Uh, yeah, Captain Marvel, for it sure. It was called Shazam. Was it? yeah, it would have been called like uh, the Power of Shazam or something like that, or maybe it was just called Shazam. The Shazam Isis Hour, I think, is the alternative name but that's the 1974 to 1977. Oh, it was just called Shazam. It was a half hour live action TV yeah. program. And then Kids Superpower Hour Shazam, but I think that's animated. 
but they, I think ISIS had a team yeah. up show. So, so 74 to 76, it was just Shazam. Mm. And then 75 to 77, it was both shows together and it was called a Shazam ISIS hour. Which it, it's funny nowadays, <laughs> just the word ISIS is, it's funny nowadays because. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for the Egyptians. We, we ruined that word for them. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, what was I saying? Oh, and then yeah. um, the kid is is Osiris. Osiris. He, he gets his powers. Like, they become the Black Adam family. Um, oh, so they, all three of them sort of do what their Shaz- own stuff together. Yeah. Technically, okay. the Black Adam family existed before the Shazam family existed in the way we think of. Okay. Because back in the day, there used to be Billy Batson, which was Captain Marvel. There used to mm-hmm. be Mary Batson, I think was her last name, but he she was his sister by blood. She became Mary Marvel, and then there was and they both say Shazam to turn in their into their people. Then there was Freddie Freeman, who we know from the Shazam movie, mm-hmm. um, Jackie Dylan Grazer's character. He becomes Captain Marvel Junior by saying Captain Marvel. So he, funny enough, he cannot say his own superhero name without changing back and forth. Okay. And so they would call him CM3 for short. Uh, Captain Marvel Jr. is Elvis Presley's favorite character, and that's why his outfit is inspired by Captain Marvel Jr., specifically not Billy did you, Batson. Did you see the uh, the Elvis movie? I didn't, but I heard oh, they, there was something they, in it. They touch on that, yeah. That's great. I want to just that's see cool. that scene. I, I, um, I don't want to watch the movie. This is this story. is making me just get into uh, Miracle Man. Have have any of you have either of you read Miracle Man? I no. have not, but I also like I know the. the t- tell us, yeah, it was Marvel Man, right? It's it, so yeah. His name was Marvel Man. Um, he is Captain Marvel. Mm. Like, it's the same story. Um, basically, like the 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 short version is that. Um, they were make they were taking the Captain Marvel Shazam comics and reprinting them in England, mm. uh, and then that was uh, not really legal, but they were doing it anyway. But then when DC made uh, Wiz stop uh, uh, publishing uh, Captain Marvel because it was too close to Superman, um, mm, yeah. Th- the 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 english company the british company didn't have a comic to start reproducing yeah so they just asked this uh uh this writer uh, artist mick anglo to just make something up and so and continue the stories yeah it just it, it continues the story from where it left off but it's a new character named marvel man mm. and then uh it's all the same um i mean he's he's uh uh, at that point, uh, Billy Batson wasn't a kid. Um, he was just, he was an adult who would mm. turn into, you know, when he said Shazam, who would turn into Captain Marvel. Mm. Um, so in this, uh, you know, he's a, a, a journalist who turns into Marvel Man when he says Kimota, uh, which is atomic backwards. Mm. Uh, and and this then, is owned by Marvel Comics at that point or no? No. Later no. it is, right? Yes. Uh, so that's a whole other story, which we can get into if you want. It's uh, funny. Not for this episode, but like what's the broad, the broad strokes is Marvel bought it. And then, but then Alan Moore did a stint, right? They, but they put they, him to sleep essentially. Like they, they were just like, we're not using him. 
they bought they bought Marvel Miracle Man because that's what they have to call it that in the United States. They bought Miracle Man recently. Alan Moore did his run in the 80s um, in uh, Warrior magazine. And it was his first deconstruction of superheroes. So Mm. like stuff that he would eventually do in Watchmen, he's also doing in uh, in Miracle Man. Mm. Um, It's like a cult classic, right? It's really, really good. Mm. Um, And for a long, you know, like when he finished it, he passed it off to Neil Gaiman and Neil Gaiman was doing his story that continues the Alan Moore stuff. Mm. But then uh, it's the company that was publishing it went out of business and then they didn't get to, he didn't, he and Mark Buckingham didn't get to finish their story until now. Uh, Marvel owns the rights to it. They bought it about like eight or nine years ago Okay, and promised that uh, Neil Gaiman would finish his story um, and now uh, that is happening. The first mm. issue of it just came out. Issue zero, yes. right? Was it issue well, zero? Ish- issue zero came out, but hold on. I got it right here, actually. Okay. The whole yeah. background of business and of comics is crazy. Is that issue one? This is Miracle oh, Man. The Silver issue, Age. Issue one, legacy issue number 23. It's so called Miracle this, Man, the Silver Age, right? Yes. Yeah, because uh, Golden Age was the first part of his his arc. Okay. Um, I mean, the whole background is crazy because like Captain Marvel was, was Wiz Comics and was more popular than Superman being a Superman analog. And then Captain Marvel Jr. might've been more popular than Captain Marvel. That's why Elvis liked him. But the point being is, uh, well, cause Captain Marvel Jr. was a kid who turned into a kid as opposed to a kid who turned into an adult. Yeah. Um, and so there's that, but then DC ends up buying Wiz Comics and then, but then there's Marvel Comics and there's Captain Marvel. And so they kind of shared, but then Marvel had a Captain Marvel, which which was uh, Marvel. But then he died. So Captain Marvel from DC kept his name up until something they, happened. And they, then Carol they, Danvers becomes Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel in DC turns to Shazam. They, the, the, they kept the name because that's how people knew him. Yeah. But Captain Marvel on the Marvel side only existed because uh, Marvel bought the trademark to the name so that DC couldn't use it whenever they eventually started publishing Shazam stories. And so that's why at DC, it's called the power of Shazam. Mm. Um, but he, in, in universe, he was known as Captain Marvel, though, up until a certain point. Up until, up until New 52, yeah. Yeah. But so on from, his title, it was not. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's fascinating. It's, it's wild. Because they they couldn't it was like a thing they couldn't trademark the character name for whatever reason but they could trademark the title yeah mm-hmm. which is what i think is is going on with the mcu and the hulk you can't have a hulk uh movie but you can have hulk in other things yeah yeah a universal owns the rights to uh yeah which to, is uh, my theory and i don't want to get into it but my theory is the next movie is going to be called like a hulk movie is going to be scar son of hulk that's what that's my theory and that's how they're going to get away with. Well, it's not a Hulk movie. It's a Son of Hulk movie. Uni- Universal's rights are about to re- revert to Marvel, though. So then maybe they don't even have to do that anymore. But yes. Yeah. Uh, so so I don't. Okay. So what do we think is going to happen in the future as we close this episode? What do we think is going to happen in the future? Are we going to get a Black Adam two? Are we going to get a Justice Society anything? Are we going to get HBO Max series? Because lately, that's kind of been what they're doing. Peacemaker, Penguin. 
Are we going to get an HBO Max series on Hawkman, on the Justice Society in general? Um, I think I think there's going to be, this is my prediction based on basically nothing. Okay. Um, Fury of the Gods is going to reference Black Adam in I, some way. And I can't wait for it. I, whether it's a stinger or, or, or something. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen. Now, I think there will be a Black Adam too. I don't think that Shazam and Black Adam are going to fight as soon as people think that they are. I don't think they're going to. Yeah. I, I think I, yeah. I think more likely what's going to happen is they're going to try to put them together as a team up. Yeah. A reluctant team up. I think they're going to do what Fast and the Furious did. And this is because of Rock's contract that I. I don't know. We have much time to get into it, but basically the Rock can't lose he is contractually yeah. obligated that he cannot lose a fair fight you see it in jungle cruise spoiler i guess he gets stabbed but he gets stabbed in the back like he cannot lose a fair fight because losing a fair fight is a weakness and the rock is not weak which is his persona his brand he cannot lose a fair fight he can be betrayed he can have people around him die but he cannot lose a fair fight this is just the way his contract is. We see this up. Uh, it, it's not how he was when he was building his brand. He could lose fights. He lost a fight against John Travolta in Be Cool. Um, John Travolta like beats his ass. He obviously loses fights in like his like earlier movies. But then as like at a certain point, he cannot lose a fight. Vin Diesel also can't lose a fight. And that's the problem in Fast Five onwards is that for every time they fight each other, it's a one-one. So they never lose. They tie. That's the problem. He cannot play anyone weak. He, and, and, and like, it's ruining. Like, I think he's more capable than that. I think that he is more capable of showing more versatile characters if he gives that up and he's not giving it up. And it's a detriment to this movie. It's, it's a detriment to his characters, his acting career. At a certain point, what, what, what are we getting from him? You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that's and, the problem. He can't be the villain in Shazam, because yeah. he would. He is Shazam's biggest villain. He's he's Shazam's biggest villain, but they can't have him as a villain because he won't play a villain. Yeah. Right, or and they can do. Sorry, go ahead, Drew. I was just gonna say that that it's just that to me is really annoying, um, because for one, I mean, you get just getting into the idea of like. He can't show weakness. What is weakness? Yeah. Like weak, weakness to me is writing a contract that says you can't lose because you're you're so weak that you think that people are not going to be behind you if you're if you're playing a character who doesn't do you know perform a certain way. That's annoying. Um, now that I'm thinking about but, it, does he ever cry? He cried certainly in, not in this movie. He, he cries in Be Cool, but not in yeah. anything recently. Uh, right. Does he ever give up? No, because after his son gets taken from him or somebody dies that's close to him, he retaliates right then and there. Boom. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He never loses, right? It's, but like, these are human emotions. Movie, these are natural did. things. Exactly. Like, he's not, he's not interested in telling a story. No, he's interested in winning. That's the problem. But even in this movie, like they were fighting for a bit and he's like, okay, I'll give up my powers 
I don't remember the reason he gave up his powers, but he did. Uh, cause, cause the bad guys were stopped, right? Where like Ishmael dies, and that's Ishmael when he was dies. like, "All right, my fight is over. I'll give up." But uh, it's my choice. Yeah. It's my choice, and then he gives up his powers, and then they could have just left it there. <laughs> they could have ended the movie right there. Yeah. Um, but then no, he has to be the tough guy. He has to come back. He has to wait until he's like underwater and almost drowns before he sh- says Shazam even he, though he probably could have said it before he left I don't think he can say it I don't know whether he can say it in that underground bunker I, it doesn't go so into he, it he had the thing in his his mouth I thought that was preventing him from yeah. saying it so then he rips that thing out runs jumps into the water and then almost dies he could have yeah. just said Shazam before he jumped into the water mm. he could have said it in the water I don't, the no. I don't think there's like, I don't think there's I don't think he not... can. He's a human. <laughs> I mean, you can speak you underwater. You can talk underwater. I mean, you you can. It you can't hear it, but you can say stuff. But that's but, that's uh, the thing. Like well, they, well, they yeah. they never established like what are the rules of saying Shazam? Yeah. Right. You know? Does somebody have to be around to hear it? Does uh does it have to be pronounced a certain way? Does it have to be, you know, like, yeah. Is, is there something preventing yeah. him from like being in, does it have, does it have to be done outside? Because the way I'm thinking is the lightning bolt would come down through the earth and flood the whole facility. Or through the water, lightning strikes water all the time. Would the lightning dissipate throughout water though? I don't know. Maybe. It would just kill we never everything get that. that's in the water. <laughs> yeah. It would give Shazam powers to him and all the fish. Well, <laughs> ah, Suddenly, all the fish. he says I, it. He says it once, and then Aquaman dies. Uh, <laughs> I hate fish. By the way, I hate fish. I uh, do too. They terrify me. Shout out to Jason Williams out there on YouTube saying he tried to cry in the movie where Alexandra Daddario was his daughter, but it looked bad. That is San Andreas. Um, okay. um, but like, you know, um, and little taters and that one wizard kid are talking about agents of shield tackling, um, pretty big topics. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Like science they fiction do. does that though. Right. That's the thing. And that's I, the, that's one would the say point story, of science fiction. Any yeah. story has a theme, a moral, they're pushing something, any story worth telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and like you, Drew said, when you have science fiction, when you have fantasy, then you can play with it a little bit more. Then you can use the metaphors. You can get deep and deep and deep into these issues. Or you can do what Black Adam did. Which <laughs> or you is, can do yeah. what the Star Wars sequels do. Which is, hey, maybe we'll talk about these issues, but also we won't. And also, because we won't, we're going to just propagandize whatever is going on in America right now by yeah. not touching these issues. Um. Yeah, I... It's just... Uh, they're, they're, this that's it, the weakness that's the, the weakness that the rock showed the biggest problem the biggest problem with this movie is that it has the potential to be so much better yes if somebody gave a damn and mm-hmm. that's the problem that that like it could have been so cool it could have been great it could have been about something and it tries to very minimally but it does try to mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't let itself do that yeah Um, yeah it announces to the world hey we're gonna do something big and meaningful with this movie and then it doesn't right i i think it's 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 funny because like i have a background in improv comedy 
And when you're doing improv comedy, you're coming up with things with each other. And it's not a one person type show. It's not supposed to be a one man show. Everybody yeah. works together. So then the question pops up, how do how does an individual win the scene? You're not supposed to. It's not a competition. But how yeah. does somebody win in improv? You win when the audience likes what you're doing, right? Like you right. win. Well, two things. You could either say you win when your scene is good or you win when the audience gives applause. One or the other. It's different philosophies. Um, but what it isn't is when your character wins against another character. So The yeah. Rock thinks winning is himself. But really, it's the movie. Mm -hmm. The Rock wins when the movie wins. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. But but he like going to improv and, and winning and stuff, this movie felt like the way that children win on the playground. Right. It's like, oh, I beat you. Um, Actually, I had an infinity shield. So you didn't right. beat me. Your blaster just bounced off. Oh, actually, I didn't die when I got attacked and put on the crown. I actually turned into the devil. So I'm going to come back and fight you. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, you didn't beat me because I wanted to be beat. So yeah. joke's on you. Yeah, that's that's what this movie was. Yeah. It's 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 playground yeah. antics, right? Yeah, it's yeah. toy. It, it's playing with your toys. I think that's what this movie is. It's playing. With it's a rudimentary it's understanding of toys. of any of this stuff, and it's just playing with your toys, which I understand. But that's also DC's approach: introduce as many toys as we can, even their beginning. I just find this interesting as we as we close up. Marvel Studios thing, yeah, is shots of the movies they've made. Yeah, we've done yeah. this. We're proud of this. This is it. DC Comics is look at all these characters we could have. <laughs> I yeah, it's funny when you that you say that because like when I saw Black Adam, I remember that like, you know, they showed off all these characters, and I'm just like, oh, they're not doing anything with any of these cinematically. No. Like, there's no Superman movie. There's a yeah. Batman movie. Yeah. There's no Wonder Woman movie like currently on the slate. I mean, I guess there is, but like we haven't heard anything about it. There's no Green Lantern movie. There's no Cyborg movie. I remember yeah. when they had their timeline. Yeah, they used to have a timeline. Cyborg and was I'll supposed to come out 2019, I, but I also thought, why would we have a Cyborg solo movie? Yeah, we got his whole his whole story in Justice League. We don't right. need it anymore. Right. I don't. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Uh, this comes back to what I said earlier. I kind of just don't think that we need these movies yeah not and i don't good. like and if we're talking uh, about predictions of the future i think that's exactly what's going to happen i think they're going to plan a black adam 2 and then something's going to change on the corporate so level and we, we're we, just not going to get it but the thing the thing is that like they are for sure doing something with this cursed flash movie because that's going to set the new timeline i think so too but they're bringing Henry Cavill back. So I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they can, if, if, if it's, it sucks that Marvel beat them to the multiverse thing, uh, already beat them to the multiverse. Which thing is DC staple. DC that's staple. DC's thing. Yeah. And I mean, if they, uh, if, if, they were smart they would have been doing a crisis on infinite earths movie at some point where they could have gotten all of these characters 
these different versions of these characters they put out through the years, you know, to come back. They did the TV show version the of TV it, show but like, version. but like, I, I was fine with that. I don't want Crisis, by the way. That's just me. I, I mean, I don't, I kind of don't really either, but like, basically what I'm getting at is after every crisis, they just pick and choose what stays and what goes. Yeah. There's nothing stopping them from doing that with their movies. Yeah. Right. They can keep the actors they want and the actors they don't and then kind of move forward. Ezra Miller is in deep shit. So fold he might be going to prison for 20 years. Like, yeah. um, he, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Adil, uh, says, uh, exactly. Crisis will help them clean up. Yeah. As a cleanup. Yeah. It needs a cleanup, but, but that's what they did in the books too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm very big on, we can just let comics be comics. Mm -hmm. Like comics are one of the great American art forms. Yeah. And so like, I like comic book adaptations Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. I don't always. Um, But in my head, the movies are always going to be secondary to the comics anyway. To you. Because to me and and i know that that's not the case for everybody right but it just gets into like i you know this is kind of like secondary to that i cannot stand when people are like oh they should make a movie out of that comic like why 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 should they make a movie the book already exists Uh, i I do that i do that with all kinds of things i mean like the i'm a big resident evil fan yeah and so every all anybody wants to talk about with the Resident Evil games is oh they should make a they should make that one into a movie. I'm just like why? It already exists as the thing that it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, but to an extent, not everything. Resident Evil isn't modern mythology like the stories we tell in comics. They're the closest sure. thing to modern mythology that we have. They've run for however many years, told different stories had different interpretations of different characters. I want to share those stories with a large amount of people. Okay. They give them the comics. They won't read it. That's that's I like, I love comics. I love comics <laughs> first and foremost. They're my first love. I get it, but they're not. And they're just not a billion dollar franchise. They, they don't want to make the money they do off the Superman comic as much as they want to make billion dollars off a of Superman movie. That's just the way it works. It's the sure, money. I, right? I, I, I get that. I I totally understand that. Yeah. But like the way I see it is if a person is supposed to, if, if, if a person truly is supposed to find that thing, they will find it. Which is nice, but I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't think that we should be, first of all, I don't think that we should, I, I don't think that we should have this symbiotic relationship where like, we're making comics because they're just storyboards to movies. Yeah, because then you're treating movies better than comics. But I'm saying all mediums are equal. How much money they make, that's different. But like as an art form, the mediums are the same. But then at the same same time, you're also saying, you know, I like when they make movies because that gets more people into comics. No, well, into the characters. They don't always read the comics. Yeah. And and so, here's here's where I was going to what I was going to say about DC's thing. DC has lost a whole generation of fans. I was thinking to myself as a Lego fan, I was I was thinking about Marvel's Legos versus DC Legos and I buy both. Kids, there, there's no Black Adam Legos. 
Yeah. There's no Black Adam Legos. I wish there were Black Adam Legos. I wish I got Lego figurines for all those. I wish that kids got to buy a Black Adam set and play with the different things. If a Batgirl movie did come out with Leslie Grace, like that Batgirl movie, they wouldn't have had a Lego set, but I wish they did so that girls could have that, people of color could have that. Like those toys, the 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 Lego sets, you know, the the cartoons on TV, the live action shows, that's how the video games, that's how people get introduced at a very young age to this. Kids of the 90s had trading cards with like, let's just say like Dr. Fate on the front and the bio and the stats on the back. And that's how you get into it, right? DC has lost a whole generation of kids. And I'm I, that hurts me. But what I'm trying to say I, is that it isn't just one medium where it's just comics overall. I'm saying like hit it, it everywhere, experiment, but then learn from mistakes. That That's the, like you can experiment, but if you don't learn from mistakes, you're not going to get better. Sure, yeah. But I'd say both, right? But, Do all of it. Have a board game based off the Justice Society. I don't. I don't know. We're we're having this conversation right now. Yeah. At the same time that Black Adam is the largest opening for one of the Rock's movies yeah. ever. Yeah. So, but it's it's gonna it's gonna take a dip after uh, second. It, it is. It is absolutely. I I agree. But they're still going to look at this and say, oh, well, it made a bunch of money. And and so we don't need to do anything new. They don't need to learn from it. Okay. Yeah. There are also people out there that are loving the movie. And like, I don't want to yuck their yum, but maybe they just want something simple. And that's fine. But I think- I mean, I'm, I, you know, like, yeah, if, if, if you love the movie, great. Awesome. Um, yeah. It's not so my I, experience with the movie. Yeah. My experience of that just in general is if the movie makes me care about the characters, I will pick up comics. Yeah. I'll pick up the comics. That's what happened. I saw the first Iron Man movie and then I read every single Iron Man book in the library. Right. And then I started branching out and I read a bunch of other Marvel stuff because mm-hmm. I, I cared about the movie and that the, Oh, sorry. I cared about the character and the movie was the low barrier to entry. Right. Right. So when I'm looking at black Adam, I have no incentive to read Black Adam. I have no incentive to read Shazam. Maybe I'll watch, what was it, Stargirl you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. I think you maybe, should. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I have, no, I have no incentive to read up on the, the Society of Justice. Yeah. Right, because this movie, as, as someone who's new to this universe, this movie didn't make me care about the character. And that's bad. And, and that's bad. Mm. And based on what Dimitri is saying, I don't think this movie did justice to your love of the character either. Yeah. So then yeah. the question, like, it's interesting. Think about Harley Quinn. And she mm-hmm. she did, uh, her character was not good in, in Suicide Squad, but it was good in Birds of Prey and The Suicide Squad. So many people love her now. People who didn't grow up with the 90s cartoon. People who didn't read the comics. And maybe they'll go back and they'll read the comics. Or maybe they'll just love the Harley Quinn interpretation that we got. But I think that we wouldn't have gotten the Harley Quinn interpretation if they didn't take a chance. Yeah, and even if they don't even read the Harley Quinn comics or if they don't go back to the TV show, they'll buy the figurine, they'll buy mm. the Funko Pop, and then that's more money going into this comic industry so that they can create more stuff. Yeah, but I, I don't like how the comic book industry is treated in yeah. mainstream culture with the, with the heads up of Warner Brothers and Disney, I think, respects the comic Marvel a little bit better. 
but just, just not the creators. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not the creators at all. But that's yeah. also a different thing. Uh, like whether the, the money respects the industry or respects the creators that make the industry. That's like two yeah. different things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm just very big on like, we can just let, I, I, I think that we can just let comics be comics yeah. and tell interesting, tell the best stories we can there using the techniques that, that are best for that medium. Yeah. Yes. Obviously movies are going to exist. So mm -hmm. if, if those movies do exist, I think that we should, we should be trying to make sure that they need to exist as movies, do something with them that you can't yes. do in, yeah. in comics, play to the strengths of the medium. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Batman does that well. I think Dark Knight does that well. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm with yeah. you. But I, I don't think, I don't think this movie does that. No, well. there's nothing, not. <laughs> there's nothing in this movie that a comic book is not doing better. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no reason for this to exist as a movie. Yeah. The question is, I guess just maybe yes or no with a sentence. Is this movie salvageable, salvageable as a franchise? Can we do a sequel? Can we see these characters move on and do better things? I'm going to say no. I, I'm going to say yes, just with the caveat, you would have to do a lot of, uh, there'd have to be a lot of changes. I don't think it's totally impossible. Mm -hmm. but I do, I think those changes are going to happen. Probably not. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think the biggest problem is the rock and yeah. his, and his brand is a problem. I think that, that one of them, like if, if the character can't be defeated, there's no stakes. That's a huge part of it. But yeah. also I don't think this movie did enough to make me care about the characters that I'd want to see them again. That's the, that, but that's also a thing. I, I'm sure maybe they didn't do one draft. Maybe they did two, maybe they did three, maybe they did the whole rewrite, but it was yeah. to the rocks. Okay. Right? It was to the rocks. Okay. And I think it was to Warner brothers. Okay. As well. Cause I think even with their, their recent HBO merger, there was some leaked emails about how Warner brothers discovery thinks about stories and thinks about fictional content. Right. And I think this movie reflects that thought process. Right. And, and to, long well, story to, short, it, storytelling is a lower priority for them now. To be fair, mm -hmm. this movie would have had to have been made before that merger it, occurred. It, yes, it would have. But I'm just thinking if that's the mindset going into the merger, that could have been the mindset going into this movie. And that mindset is reflected in this movie. Sure. Backroll yeah. would have been a better movie than this. And they scrapped it. They, they finished it and they... The, the thing is, the thing is, we, we just will never know the answer to that. That yeah. movie is never going to come out. And, yeah. I, you know, I don't like. That's also my I, problem with their lack. Like, if you don't experiment, you don't get Batgirl. You don't get people of color. You don't get women heroes. If you don't yeah. experiment, if DC just yeah. says what works, it's just Batman with no Bat family and white male antagonists and white male protagonists. And that's yeah. literally all we'll get from dc if we say like, they cannot experiment and they cannot try new things yeah and 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 i i totally agree with you i do think that you know they should be uh they should be able to really what what it comes down to is they should let filmmakers be filmmakers yeah. yes yeah that's they, they they have to put like the same level of confidence that they put in matt reeves they should be doing in all of their 
their filmmakers. And f- there was a while when they were saying that's what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where what happened to that. But well, we're getting Joker two with Gaga and a musical. So, I mean, and Fantastic. and I'm I'm totally okay with that. I think it, that's a yeah, cool idea. If, if 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 it's if, not for uh, me, but it's fine. If uh, what's his name? Who's uh, who made the Joker movie? I have no idea. I forget. Some, I forget the name. Some, uh, Todd, Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah. yeah. If Todd Phillips wants to make a pastiche of b- better uh, uh, Martin Scorsese movies, okay, let him do it. I guess. All right. You know, I mean, yeah. experiment a little bit, but it should yeah. be allowed to everybody. Yeah, and it and you know, I I. I, I was very vocal about this. Like I didn't really care about the Snyder cut. Um, I watched it. I yeah, thought yeah. it was better than the theatrical run, uh, the theatrical cut. Um, but I did like that Warner brothers at least let him finish his movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think- mean, that's a whole another thing that like, even though I'm not a fan of Snyder, he did get pushed aside for Whedon very easily. Yeah. And, and I don't like I mean, like, you know, um, uh, Adil in the comments, uh, as we, uh, I should say, as we wrap this up, but like, there's, there's obviously a lot that we could talk about. We do have to end it, but Adil yeah. says, that's what I like about the newest Marvel shows. The filmmakers make it their that's, own. That's why I liked She-Hulk so much. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it was, it was very different. Yeah. It's still, it was, it was, it was quality. Yeah. Uh, but it was also very different from everything else that they've been doing. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I also know that like a lot of people loved it and that's cool. Like Shang-Chi, I love the first, in a, I, I assume it's a five act structure in Shang-Chi. I watched it again yeah. recently. I like the first three acts. I don't like the second two acts and that's sure. fine. I like, that's I love fun. the first three acts. Yeah. Um, and then Adil, uh, Adil says, and Andor is a good example too. It's so different than SW projects. Yes. Yeah, these these studios, these franchises are experimenting. They're creating new things. They're adding variety, and we should all understand that like not everything is going to be for us. But yeah. I do agree that like if you choose a direction, go in that direction and make it the best that it could possibly be. Yeah, commit. I don't think Black Adam does that. No, it yeah. doesn't. I think every step of the way in Black Adam, they were like, "We are making a comic book movie, so we need to do what every comic book movie does." Yeah, right? laser in the sky. A, yeah. Yeah, laser in the sky was... ramped motion graphics whatever yeah or sorry uh ramp speeds like cgi battle at the end on a cgi environment cgi costume even god what an awful costume mm. but like the costume design is fine the execution was terrible a horde a horde scene <laughs> a oh. horde scene right we'll throw in a zombie yeah. scene yeah like like this was not a movie this was not a film movie this was a comic book movie it was just Very it was the rocks comic book movie. it was the rocks comic book movie right yeah and it's it's exactly it was, what you were saying if it was a group a of moments movie, yeah it wasn't it was, a story it was a group of moments moments borrowed moments stolen straight out of uh movies from like 2003 mm-hmm it would have been an amazing movie, and just like Venom. I, I feel the same way about Venom, but I think Venom's better than this. But like yeah. Venom, uh, they're very like they would have been good in two thousand three. Yeah, like Kid Me also would have just like been like yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's also adults now that are might as well be kids. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, that's a whole nother extreme. Topic. <laughs> extreme. Yeah. That's a whole nother you know? topic. Uh, I want to thank you guys both so much for coming on and giving you guys the takes on this. Uh, we yeah. we really dive deep into all of this, and I couldn't have done this without you. Um, you guys have final thoughts. Am I cutting you guys off? I know we always have thoughts, and like <laughs> I'll get you guys back on another show. Um, yeah. But like, if you guys had one final thing, like, well, actually, I didn't mean that. What I really meant, um, it's up to you guys. If if I have a final thought, I yeah. think I came into this podcast enjoying the movie, but Drew has changed my mind. <laughs> so I'm I'm firmly on your side now. Like, if you don't have a story that's worth telling in the medium that you're telling in it, mm-hmm. just just don't, just don't. Have our numbers changed? Has our rating changed after this? Um. I'm still going to stick yeah. with my five out of 10. That's me personally. I think now that I've learned more about Black Adam, I'm going to I'm gonna lower my second rating. If you're a fan of Black Adam, this is the one. <laughs> but if you're, if you're looking for a turn off the brain movie, then still like a five or and six. I, 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 I disagree. I think it's even bad at the turn off the brain stuff. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's just bad all around. Um, <laughs> my- I'm sticking, sticking with my two, with my three, okay. maybe a 2.75. Yeah. The yeah. only, the only final thought that I have, uh, play, uh, play justice league for, uh, all, uh, uh whenever it comes out for, uh, whatever yeah. console you, you the get. suicide squad versus justice league. No, uh, the Justice League video game that I wrote for kids. That, oh, uh, yes, that's right. Is is going to be uh, the thing that gets that generation back into I, I uh, the Justice League. I hope I because hope so. I can't I can't say much about it. I'm still under NDA, yeah. but uh, I am going to uh, tell everybody about it all the time, every chance <laughs> I get. So. All right, all right, yeah, uh, can't wait. Yeah, uh, all I know is I can't show. Like my parents would would shut this off at like ten minutes in. Um, they won't want, and my parents don't know any comics. They just want to see a movie, right? This isn't a turn your brain off kind of thing. They like fast and furious movies for that quality. You turn your Mm -hmm. brain off. It is what it is, whatever. But this really wasn't that either. Um, as we close up this episode, Drew, tell me, where can we find you online? Because for those of uh, us out there, they're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg show. Thank you guys so much. For watching us, that one wizard kid, uh, Adil, Little Taters, Super Chunks. Um, uh, uh, there is uh, Zionistin, Zlachlan Riber. Sorry, I, I can't pronounce that. Second part. Um, there's a bunch of other uh, uh, people, Dr. Derpy, Dr. Derpy well. out there yep. earlier, um, and Jason Williams on YouTube. Um, you can see exactly where to follow people, but if you're listening to the podcast, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, you can't see. Drew, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, let's see. I got. Uh, I'll be. Uh, I'll be on TikTok. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I share different thoughts in different places. Uh, wherever you know, um, the name is always the same. Drew X Deficit. Don't pronounce the X when you say it all together, mm-hmm. but it is there. Uh, and uh, the only thing, I mean, the only thing I got coming up is, uh, um, I don't know. I got the Justice uh, League game. I got, I got my Justice League game. I don't know when it comes out. Uh, I, I have no idea when we're going to know more about that. But yeah, uh, that's it super is, cool, by the way, that you did that. That's crazy. I was, I'm very excited about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, 
when I can talk about it, I'll tell everybody anything yeah. they want to know. But yeah. uh, it, it comes out uh, next year. That's all I know. Um, and uh, other than that, you know, like I got I, I, I was in a touring band for a long time. Uh, I, I think I got new music coming out sometime in the future. Don't know when, but, you know, new band doing new stuff. All That's right. it. All right. Cool, cool, cool. That's exciting. Uh, Akil, uh, where can we find you? What do you got uh, coming up? Anything you want to plug? I am on TikTok every single day talking about just the most random things. Uh, sometimes they're about half educational. So that's that's my my niche. Uh, at Akildhanani, A-Q-I-L-D-H-A-N-A-N-I. And I'm also here on Twitch. I stream every Tuesday, Lego builds and video games. We're playing Disney Dreamlight Valley this Tuesday. And then I've got a 24-hour stream coming up this Saturday. Uh, for charity, we're doing a 24-hour talk smack about Harry Potter stream. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, I hope to see everybody there as well. Yeah. At least for a little bit. Yeah. Um, thank you both of you so much for coming on and uh, uh, talking about it with us. Thank you everybody out there for watching and or listening. If you guys um, are on social media, you can follow The Keeg uh, on TikTok and Instagram. Those are big ones at The Keeg Show. Um, it's pretty much at the Keeg Show or slash the Keeg Show on everything. So at the Keeg Show, TikTok, Instagram. We're also on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show, youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Uh, we're also there, but Instagram and TikTok are the easiest ones to keep track of the Keeg and what the Keeg is up to. We got big plans coming up. Definitely stay tuned for that. Um, the Keeg Talks is every other weekend, uh, except we're going to be ramping it up. Next week, we're going to talk Rings of Power. So that's next week. Um, we also have the and or after show that we continue to do Wednesday nights, uh, the She-Hulk after show, we did it, uh, and that's over. Um, but definitely stay tuned for that. And Instagram live chats every Monday night with different content creators. Um, other than that, that's pretty much the gist of things. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for being on the show. Once again, I'm your host, Demetri Pereira, and this has been the Keeg Talks Black Adam. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.